The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio Digital Media. Brought to you by Brown and Wood, Buick GMC, Cadillac and Mazda. Hey Pirate Nation, this is Tom Brown from Brown and Wood Buick GMC Truck. We've been serving the Pirate Nation in Eastern North Carolina for 83 years. We have four brands, three generations, two showrooms, and one goal to make sure you leave a happy customer. We're located on Greenville Boulevard next to the Convention Center or shop us online at brownandwoodauto.com. The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. You can paint this with purple. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hello everyone, welcome in to a football and a free beer Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios, coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7. FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930 online at PR927FM.com. And you can find our show visually on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Subscribe to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube. And you can check out all of the post-practice press conferences from this week and hear what Mike Houston, Donnie Kirkpatrick, Blake Harrell, and some Pirate players had to say in their entirety. That's available on our YouTube page at Pirate Radio tv we are locked and loaded here on a friday a lot of guests to get to uh we got shirley rhodes and the big dog is filling in for chandler today so we got them producing today's show coming up at around 3 40 we'll get a Ryder cup update with greeny mark greenhelge also as clemson tigers have a big one this weekend against nc state we'll talk to greeny mark greenhelge from the golf shop radio show coming up at around 3 40 at four o'clock tony dunn will join us coming off a panthers win they are three and oh but some injuries last night in the win over Houston. We'll talk to Tony Dunn about that and make some Week 3 NFL picks. At 5 o'clock, the voice of Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, Morgan Aylers, joins us on the Fixed NC Live line. And Brian North will get you ready for your football weekend coming up in hour number three as well. We got a great giveaway with Bud Light and Bush Light Apple. We got that coming up. And to kick it off, Troy D joins me inside the Pirate Radio Studios. What's up, Troy? Good to see you, Clip Rock. What a great day. What an awesome weather weekend. It's going to be fantastic for a family weekend in Greenville, North Carolina for another home game, a first home night game. Very excited. That's about right. That. I'm fired Under up. the lights. The gold out. We will have our limited edition gold tie-dye Pirate Vibes only shirts available at Freeboot Friday coming up tonight. So uh, if you see the Pirate Radio table, it will be to the right of the stage. It is a uh, train wreck is performing tonight. It's free to come out. We'll have those shirts available for $20. So come on out and, and uh, get one. You'll be ready to go tomorrow for the gold out. You so look good that. in your gold. Joining my ice-cold Diet Pepsi. Thanks to my friends at Minji's Bottling Group for their great support. Official drink of the Pirates and the official soft drink of Pirate Radio. Excellent. Sounds good. And I want to talk about, I heard Donnie on yesterday with you guys. Well, with the media that we were there. Interesting things Donnie had to say. We'll talk about that in a little bit. All right. Sounds good. a little good. surprised. But let's go to the live line, shall yeah. we? Yeah. Uh, let's head out to the Fixed NC live line and talk to Eric Ward from ECU Marketing. He joins us today on Pirate Radio Live. Eric, how you doing, man? Clip, Troy, uh, always excited to have a home game weekend. How you guys doing? This is becoming a tradition. Eric Ward at 3 o'clock before home games with Clip and Troy D. Yeah, I kind of two like for it. two on the Yeah, year. well, you did such a good job last week, Eric. We, you made the cut. We invited you back. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, you're more fun to talk to Ryan Robinson. 
Hmm. <laughs> well, I try to do the best I can in that regard. Uh, hope that helps. No, you, both you guys are great. We're just kidding. Uh, unless Ryan's not listening, then we're being serious. All right, all right. Let's talk business tomorrow. <laughs> How are season uh, not season tickets? I'm hearing a lot of buzz, and I'm hearing ticket sales have really taken a jump this week. Obviously, uh, the win against Marshall has created a lot of excitement. Uh, feels like the program may be getting back on track and also big weekend with family weekend used to be parents weekend in my day now it's everybody aunts uncles cousins brothers sisters everybody's welcome now uh how are tickets going for this game against um charleston southern going extremely well uh we actually had closed a business last week we're trending on a similar rate to the south carolina game uh maybe just a hair behind but very well for an fcs opponent Obviously, the win over Marshall helped. There were some, uh, you know, a nice little bump in some ticket sales this week. But uh, it really will come down to the student crowd. I personally think we're going to have a tremendous student group uh, at the game tomorrow night. Uh, and then you did hit on the family weekend. Uh, it was fun being in the operations meeting earlier this week where we learned that it's actually the largest tailgate for family weekend they've had yet. So, obviously, a lot of interest this year. Uh, a lot of interest in this game and you know playing under lights for the first time always kind of brings out uh, some extra people so should have a, a very good crowd similar to the south carolina game from two weeks ago all right tickets are still available for folks ecupirates.com you can buy them and uh, download them right to your phone and you're good to go if you do not have a ticket yet eric ward once again joining us from ecu athletics eric uh you can only you guys can't control what goes on the field that's really up to mike houston the players y'all are responsible for everything else uh part of that everything else is concessions we're not going to relive what happened last game there were a lot of struggles jj mclam joined us um to discuss that last week but what about uh the changes adjustments are you guys equipped if you have forty thousand folks there tomorrow uh i know there were a lot of folks called in sick or no-showed uh, what is the situation for fans and the concession stands going into the game tomorrow? Yeah, uh, JJ has been in daily meetings with uh, Airmark Services, uh, who provides our concessions to uh, cover things. I mean, I know he hit on the main areas, which were we had a lot of no-shows. A uh, 5.30 call in the morning did not help that, uh, but that's the nature of noon games. Uh, but we have no reason to believe that uh, – they're not going to be fully equipped and prepared for this game. Uh, we do appreciate everybody's patience. I know that was uh, probably not the most fun, but uh, unfortunately there really couldn't have been anything to prevent it with all the uh, bodies that dropped out last minute. It was uh, roughly a third of the labor force that did not show on game day. So, uh, like I said, J.J.'s had daily meetings with them. He's been really on top of that over the last two, two weeks helping them. So uh, we firmly believe we're going to be in great shape tomorrow. What about water? Fans, uh, I know last time they were able to bring in some water uh you guys allowed that will that be available this time it will not uh the heat management plan as determined by the university kicks in uh somewhere in the 85 degree uh point with uh kickoff tomorrow set to be around 75 degrees it should be a very pleasant evening in the stadium so the heat management plan will not be in effect for tomorrow night eric ward joining us on the fixed nc live line eric looking ahead it was announced uh, earlier today the six new ecu athletics hall of famers uh which includes former pirate head coach and player ruffin mcneil also bill clark tony paisley keisha shepherdson jacob smith and uh kelly craniac as well um and these uh former athletes and people will be inducted on friday november 5th and they'll be recognized coming up 
in the uh, Temple game uh, during the halftime festivities on November 6th. So uh, I saw that announced earlier today. Uh, I guess you guys are making plans for that coming up later on this season. Yeah, it is uh, always a really neat weekend to have Hall of Fame letter winners weekend. Uh, I mean, it does touch all sports. I think that's one of the great things about that weekend is you have members of literally every team returning to Greenville, kind of like a homecoming for the former student-athletes almost. But uh, it's a really great Hall of Fame class. Uh, I know uh, Coach McNeil certainly got some buzz earlier when he was announced as part of that. So, uh, But six extremely deserving uh, honorees, and we're very excited to have them on Bagwell Field November the 6th. And uh, Eric, I know uh, it's just, uh, I don't know if you know all the details, but Ruffin McNeil uh, now working with NC State's football program. Do you, I mean, have there been talks with him? Do you know if he's going to be able to be at that ceremony uh, during that ECU game? Yeah, I know that uh, John reached out to the candidates to congratulate them and, and let them know that they've been uh, um, inducted in the Hall of Fame, or will be, I should say, this fall. I, I don't know how that conversation went with Coach McNeil, um, but I know that, uh, obviously, his role is a little bit different from what it used to be. So I, I really hope he will be in attendance there at that game, uh, but I, I couldn't be the one to answer that for you right now. Eric, getting back to uh, tomorrow's event for the football game, what, tailgate lots, uh, I assume, you guys opened up a little early at the last game, uh, more than normal for a noon game. What about this game? It, it used to be for a a six o'clock kickoff it would be a noon lots open up at high noon is that the situation for tomorrow that is correct uh it will be at noon tomorrow i gotta say i'm really glad that we did open the lots early for the south carolina game i can't tell you uh how much positive feedback that was for people who have been just dying for uh tailgating a pirate game for the last two years to be able to do that so uh sure enough they were lined up on berkeley and uh, on Charles Boulevard to get into our facilities to do that. So it was really awesome to see the tailgaters out there early in the morning last uh, or two weeks ago. I, I think that was a great move, too, for folks that want to get out there early, go ahead and get set up, let them go ahead and get set up, get them out of the way, out of the queue, and uh, let the traffic move on so it doesn't back up. I thought that was a great move by you guys, and I hope you all do that again if we are, are stuck with another noon kickoff. Um, hey, I got some early feedback on our Facebook Live page. Susan Dean's asking, if you can take two unopened bottled waters into an NFL game, uh, you should be able to take water into a college game. Have you guys reconsidered this policy that you have, especially if, if the stands are shorthanded again and it's hard to get waters, that, that people could bring two waters of their own into the stadium? Uh, I would say that's a constant discussion, uh, and certainly I appreciate um, Susan saying that. I would love to bring that up to our group. We kind of have a working committee from all the different entities of our athletic department that are you know, very constantly evaluating what we're doing. Uh, that's definitely something that, that should be discussed uh, again, and then uh, if that changes, obviously we would announce that uh, substantially. All right, fair enough. Eric, anything else you want uh, Pirate Nation to hear about here on the eve of this uh, this game with Charleston Southern? Well, I mean, I do appreciate, first of all, having me on. Uh, and you mentioned the, the painted gold game tomorrow. That's a big deal uh, for our fans uh, and recruits, I should say, to you know just kind of deck out the stadium in gold. So please, please, please do that. Uh, and looking ahead to next week with homecoming, uh, that, that's looking like a really big game for us. So uh, tickets are still available. If you can't make it this week, please plan on being there next week because uh, beating Tulane is uh, pretty important to our season. So any and all help would be much appreciated. Eric, good stuff. Appreciate uh, the effort you guys do over there at East Carolina, and we'll see you out there tomorrow. 
All right. Thanks, Troy. Thanks, Flip. All right. <clears throat> See, Eric, there's Eric Ward, and uh, he's right. Pirates go out, take care of business against Charleston Southern. By the way, I saw a line come out this afternoon, ECU 27.5-point favorites. Yeah. Uh, I thought 28 earlier in the week. I, That's pretty good, Cliff. I should stick I, to predicting lines instead of games. Correct. I'm much better at that. And it was one week ago today we said if you know Pirates could take care of business against Marshall, which I had a feeling that they might, then all of a sudden you got, I don't want to say an easy game, but a very winnable game against Charleston Southern, you're two and two, and you got a lot of momentum going into conference play, and a huge one coming up. We're on the Eric verge of that scenario. Week. I like it. Yeah. yeah. So then all of a sudden, you're you know you've got a lot of confidence going to that two lane game, and why not us at that point? Great kickoff time for next week, three thirty uh, homecoming should be a lot of fun. But yeah. first things first, Troy D. Let's take care of the Buccaneers tomorrow. Yes, and twenty seven and a half points. If you were gonna make a wager that's a lot I, I can't remember the last now that there's a good trivia question for you when's the last time east carolina has been close to a 28 point favorite if you round up um, the uh, phil Steele magazine yeah we'd have to research that but would you take the points because I, I mean obviously i'm sure you think east carolina would win but would you lay that many points um i would probably go and let me just say this i'm not betting the game i'd so. probably go charleston southern plus the points i'm seeing like a like a 38 to 14. I hate to say it. I think it's too many points. Like 24. I, I think we will win, but I don't think we'd cover this. Yeah. I think it's too many points for us right now. Now, if our offense clicks like it did in the oh, fourth could, quarter. I'd love to, I'd love to see it. I'd but from to, what I've I'd seen. I'd love to see like a 52-3 game yeah. type of deal, you know. But from what we've seen so far this year, you know, is ECU going to put together a complete offensive performance where this, they score 40 or 50 points? This I don't would think be, so. This is your one chance, though, if you're going to steamroll somebody and roll up a bunch of ton of yardage and uh, style points, so, to, so they say. This is the game to do it because there's no other game on the schedule that's going to be as easy to do it as this one probably i mean temple looks really bad there's some definite yeah but they're still d1 programs yeah you know this is a what traditionally i would call a division two program but you're Maybe wrong. you're bad. wrong they're division one but i know what oh you're i thought they were uh one double a i mean yeah right yeah so That's division one thing. Di- right right division two is different i meant they're fcs i don't correct. know why you just won't say that i like to say one double a like i don't know why they got away from that one a well, or one double a. it's been like 10 years it's Troy. still get, it's still confusing to me clip you gotta move on you gotta <laughs> just, stay with the time i just don't get it you're getting left behind i, I don't understand all these letters and numbers that they FBS, gotta mess things FCS, up. yeah so all right, let's uh, let's get the dub tomorrow, and then uh, Tulane first conference game I, next week. I did hear Donnie uh, with you guys yesterday. I was a little stunned. Now, first of all, when you know after South Carolina and a lot of people taking shots at you know Holton and other things, I, I said, look, I still I didn't think Holton was the problem. I thought the execution was part of the problem. I thought the offensive line, you know, lack of block giving him time was part of the problem. And I did think Donnie's play calling, quite honestly, was was part of the problem. I thought we, you know, we weren't wide open enough. And I get now, so I want to give Donnie credit because, and I, I meant to say this Monday, I was a little critical of Donnie, but I thought he did a great job, especially in the fourth quarter, responding, going that fast paced, up tempo, and really kind of change, you know, going this almost a hurry up type offense i think it's the speed of the play call maybe more than the play call. And, and that might be it i think the speed of the play calling was a lot quicker that we're not eating up the whole clock and it's just we're, we got we're the not giving the, the defense a chance to reset right but to hear donnie time. talk yesterday oh yeah we did everything the same i'm like the same the hell you did it was not the same 
It was way quicker. It was the speed. It was the speed. Yeah, of things. but recognize it. I, I want to give you a compliment. Let's keep that speed. I that mean, was great. To Donnie, he's saying all they did was execute the plays that were called there late well, in the Well, then game. maybe he called them faster than I well, want to give. I'm trying to find, I want to give him credit. I would say that. Yeah, like, I just don't feel it was the same. Those big catches in the fourth quarter maybe are drops a few weeks ago. There were definitely drops we had. That was part of the problem you know, with the execution. No question. Yeah, I mean, but they, there's they things that went right that didn't Absolutely, but they definitely played with a sense of urgency and an up-tempo. Yeah, it's certainly quicker. Like they were playing it was not. I would not call that the same as the previous games. Oh, yeah. heck no. But mm. uh, listening to Donnie, it sounded like it was the same. Well, yeah, we didn't do anything different. Donnie's going to be humble outside of that tweet. feel like they are reluctant to go too fast. Donnie pointed out hey. that... They had some errors when they were speeding up and going fast. I heard guys that. ran lined up wrong, went in the wrong play. Coach Houston about it earlier this week. He goes, "Well, we are, we don't didn't change our offense. It's designed to go fast. It's designed to go slow." It just feels you know? like the, this coaching staff does not want to go at they, that warp speed. They do not want to embrace the hurry up offense. Yeah. My question whatever. is, if somebody lines up at the wrong at the wrong spot, but the play goes right, is that now a play? What's a play? You mean, do they count it as like, <laughs> no, do they I'm keep saying running like, the wrong route play? No, I'm saying when you're looking future. at the tape, you're like, all right, CJ, line up on the left side like you did no, last week. <laughs> I don't think coaches like that. I think they want the players to run what they call uh, moving forward. It could be added to the playbook is my point. Yeah. Uh, who? I think it was it was Sneed and Rajay, I think, talking about they had kind of used up all the gadget plays so they're gonna have to come up with more yeah because they've used a uh the whole bag of them troy d through three weeks well, that's of the all right. season. i'm sure they can cook up some more yeah they're gonna have to now and, uh tyler sneed's a dangerous player i mean kid can throw he can catch he can it, run i kind of want to ask the question is he qb2 <laughs> yeah, I mean, is he the emergency I mean, quarterback i mean at yeah. this point i've seen his arm and i and he knows the place Right. I would put him as the backup quarterback at this point if the other guys aren't ready. I mean, can I'm you being imagine dead him like in a, a wildcat offense? I'm being dead I'm saying. serious. Not to take out Holton. I'm saying, God forbid something happened to Holton. I would put Tyler Sneed in the rest He's of the season. He's definitely the emergency quarterback. The problem yes. is he He's can't definitely. throw it to Tyler Sneed. But he can throw it to the other guys. You're losing your best run. receiver if you do that. It's a catch-22. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear you, but I, don't I, I like him as the back, sneaky sneaky backup guy. Is Holton Aylers the emergency tight end? Uh, you could slot him in there too if you had to. He showed some great skills. Should we get crazy and just switch him right now? Moving forward. Well, they did on one play. Yeah. You know? The results are there. We've seen how it Scored worked. Scored a touchdown. They ran that play to both sides of the field to either receiver now. So I think it's like the, the cat's out of the bag. Yeah. I love talking to the guys earlier this week in the players' lounge, and they talked about how many times it didn't work yeah. in practice. Yeah, we practiced a lot, never worked, but you know. Well, why not just do it in a <laughs> yeah. game? Why not I mean, do it? you know in a situation like that well that's because i think the defense knew it was coming they've seen it maybe but they, well, saw, no, they, they lined up because they've been kept overthrowing them oh yeah like he, he forgot that aylers wasn't josiah hatfield and couldn't <laughs> run down the field aylers <laughs> said just put it on me and i'll do the running after yeah, the catch that's right the, the defense bit on hatfield on the other side of the field yeah completely that's what i mean by that. like they've ran it to both sides of the field now they ran both versions of the play I just look. I just hope East Carolina. I don't want to overlook, you know, Georgia Southern. God knows we're not, not at a Georgia position. Southern. I think it's a good thing. <laughs> you have overlooked them. You I, have, yeah, really. <laughs> I don't even know who we're playing. I've overlooked them. Charleston. So I keep getting Charleston Southern and Georgia Southern messed up. I cannot. One's I, a city in and South I heard Carolina. Tony Collins one's do a it, state. I heard Tony Collins do it yesterday. Yeah, you guys are it's, a lot alike. I know, when it comes to which really worries me. Like I'm making the same mistakes as Tony Collins now. 
Yeah, I hang out and watch games together. We yeah. do. You're turning into one person. I think it's a good thing, Troy, that Mike Houston's 0-3 against this team. I do, too. It's going to put a little chip on, you know, back on his shoulder. Yeah. Hey, look, he's got something to prove. He's never beaten these guys. Now, In fact, we he's, were he's never played them, but he has never beaten them. 0-3 when he was coaching the Citadel. We were joking that like the players aren't going to take it as serious, and Houston's going to be over there like, why isn't everybody taking this yeah. as seriously? I hate that team. Yeah. We're running the score up on these SOBs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it does. I would love for like a halftime, it'd be like 45 to nothing if possible. Like you could go in a halftime and like, okay, wow, maybe yeah. we actually have this one. And Mason and, Garcia starts the third. Or, you or get plays, your backups uh, in. plays the entire four or whatever you know at least get Get quality time yes i would love to see holton on the sidelines not because he's hurt but because we're kicking their ass so bad you don't want to risk him you want the backups to go ahead and get experience i hope that's harold over there with bloodlust in their eyes i'm just telling you if this is a close (laughs) win you got to eat this out on the last play of the game oh man it's gonna feel like a loss you know yeah. it. Oh, I know. It's going to be a negative fifth And quarter. if we can't beat uh, this team, people are going to want to shut down the or program. Even something like 32-21, uh, whatever. Oh, if you lose like, this game. Oh, it's, uh, I mean, it's over. You can't Mike lose this is, this is a, honestly. Is that fair I, to say? Yeah. I haven't said this before. This is a must-win game <laughs> right now for ECU football. If you drop I, it. I do not drop that very often. This is a must-win. You want to go to DEFCON 5. On Real the freakout scale, lose to this team at home, it, coming off a big. It win. would be like that. I know the A and T thing. Yeah, but this is it, this team's much better than that team, and it's coached sure. better. It's better players, sure. better talent. A loss to Charleston Southern is unacceptable. <laughs> well, how are we even talking about it? Okay, I just wanted to get that off my chest. Right. I would, as I said, I expect a beatdown. I would love to see you're in the driver's seat and actually with some breathing room going into halftime, and your only question is, do we keep the starters in or not starting the third? I would love the question to be like, Coach, why didn't you take your foot off the gas? Like the media is just in there exasperated I'm because fine. it Listen, was eighty to nothing. You like know you know, I'm I would fine. love if that Mike type of beatdown. And Donnie Kirkpatrick want to run the score up on these guys, do it. I will not criticize them. Do it with the backups, though. No, do it. I don't care how they do it. Run the score up. We don't need our guys. Throat stop somebody. Let's do it. About forty. Let's beat somebody so bad that people want to leave in the third quarter. Three linemen get hurt. Yeah. (laughs) No, I I, seriously run the score up. I would love to see it. Sure. We haven't run the score up on someone since uh, UNC. I, w- I would love like, to be able to ask the question. What was that, seven years ago? score up in the postgame. It would be so 2014. Cool. Yeah, it would be awesome to run the score up on these guys. Do it. It would be feel good. All right. I just feel I'm speaking for the majority of fans. You're a horse. You, you've, you've gone, Joe, you've gone fifth quarter so Joe. i excited I've been all year. Yeah, sorry. Do it. All right. <laughs> I feel like this is my last chance to get a message out there. Just do it. <laughs> run it up. I predict Foot on the gas. Pirates win by like twenty, and people are mad after the game because they didn't win. Like well, they didn't win by forty. One of those, which games. is my point. I think yeah. the so under hit by forty. Cover the spread at least. I love the under. That's my favorite bet of the day. Oh yeah, what's f- the what's total? Fifty five. It's what's like fifty five. Yeah. So he's used a twenty seven ish. So let's do some math real See, quick. I just saw that. So twenty seven. Let's say ECU has. Oh boy, fifty-five and a half. So if it's forty-seven to twenty, I'm always bad at this too. That would be sixty-seven. What did you say it was? It's fifty-five. Fifty-five and a half. Yeah. I just think the defense brings the heat, and they get up, and it they end up winning like thirty-four to three. Or I'd something. love to see like a few pick sixes. Thirty-five to ten would be twenty-five. So they're saying like they're saying Charleston Southern doesn't score more than. 
yeah eight or seven or eight points yeah basically all right so here, here's what i would like i like it i like i'd it. like to see some non-traditional touchdowns for us too maybe a kick return back whether it's punt or a kickoff return i'd love to see a defensive score a scoop and score or a pick six hey, sure like i'm just just a personal wish list i'd love to see holton throw for about 400 yards i'd love to see maybe the, uh, a couple touchdowns run in uh a few touchdowns passing a couple rushing touchdowns maybe catch another one yeah yeah and then go add <laughs> i don't want to see him catch any more touchdowns than yeah. he needs to be i listen to i would not be upset if this team put 70 points on the board i would be totally okay with it <laughs> okay all right, I'm just going Blood, on record. Bloodthirsty over there. That's yes. not a, a hot. Well, like, no, I know there's some parent out there going, you. no, don't, no, don't, don't hurt their feelings. We don't need to run up the score on anyone. Yes, we do. Is what I'm saying. Right. Is, is there talk out there? <laughs> I'm just is, telling. Is, I'm hearing whispers. Are people, people are sisters about of the poor people's feelings. Charleston Southern. You're hearing whispers <laughs> yeah. about. I know. People. I'm taking the contrarian view. <laughs> run the score up. You're not being a contrarian. We all want to see these good things happen. We're with you. We want to see it every week. It'd be great. Then stop uh, arguing with me about it. I, I'm not. Oh. My only point is get. We don't need our starters in if we're up by four. No, I, I agree. I would like to see the backups play at least the whole fourth quarter. I don't want to take them out too early. And if Garcia's throwing to Savage or uh, a guy like that, then fine. Keep throwing the ball. Just do it with the backups in the fourth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, or run the clock. You know, do ball control. And No, Troy. Run. We're going to run the score up. We don't want to run the clock. They can not run the score up by running in touch. Why are we going to waste time? We got to score, score, score. We got to get 70. Well, that's a good point. We got to throw the football. Thank you for keeping me on track. All, All right. right. Now we're back. 100%. <coughs> All right, I do have um Redbeard says, are we talking about the ECU Pirates? They won't run it up. Probably going to be too close. That's what I'm afraid of. I am afraid of that. Well, let's get the win. Yeah. By law. I listen. The win is a must win, but <laughs> we're gonna win. But we need to win this one by a decent margin. All the other games, I'd be fine with one point with victories. This one needs to be multiple. What do you, What do you mean need? What if it's not? I just feel like it's gonna put a damper on the enthusiasm everybody has right now. Maybe. Yeah, I, I feel like we can build. My point is, if they if they beat the Buccaneers by like thirty or more. Then that really builds momentum in a homecoming for next week. It probably would. And then help you could sell more tickets, attendance, more fun, and everything. You know, two and two looks great, but you're right. As far as bringing people back out for the two lane game, maybe you do need a uh, a fifty. Right, that's point, what I'm thinking. A fifty big picture, and big pictures like going right, out I'm with the week ahead of time. I'm with you to build momentum. Just like this game now, all of a sudden has excitement because of what happened at Marshall. I think this is. A, I don't think we have forty thousand fans there if we don't beat Marshall. Honestly. I think there was a whole new buzz this week because no of that doubt. win. I don't think you have 30 there. Yeah. If you're 0-3, we're talking like low 20s crowd. Oh, crowded. if Marshall intercepts that ball at the end of the game, I mean, uh, scores a touchdown instead of us intercepting it, totally different discussion we're having right now. Yeah. And All now right. we're just hoping we can get our first win of the season. Yeah, we'll take a one-point victory over <laughs> the Charleston Southern Buccaneers. I'd be taking this case. one a lot more serious if yeah. they'd have lost last week. It's amazing what one it win is. can do. Hey, did you look at special delivery, Clip Rock? I got a uh, package out of Lake Forest, Illinois. You know who resides in Lake Forest, Illinois? Who's that? The Chicago Bears World Headquarters are in Lake Forest, Illinois. I haven't opened it yet. I was talking with Glenn. Glenn, you know, there's all, all these like cool things online where people, you know, unbox stuff. What do you say? We record this and see what it is. I said it would be our first unboxing video. Uh, that was a 
a lie. It would be our second because oh yeah, Clipper, Clipper unboxed his uh, Hooters hat. That's right. Oh, the Hooters racing. Yeah. Yes. So uh, I, 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 I have a little breaking news. This by would the way. be my first unboxing video, though. Little breaking news. All right, what's that in the studio? Your food's here. My food is here. Uh, <laughs> Brian Bailey will have Coach Ruff on Monday at noon. Ruff and McNeil, oh. the uh, soon-to-be inducted into the ECU Hall of Fame, going to join Bailey Monday. Wonder, too bad we can't get Faux Ruff on before. Ugh. Me and Arlene are just We're trying to fix the relationship, Troy. Yeah. I know. Let's just not do that. <laughs> not the time. I know. Sorry. I don't know if there's ever a time. For, for faux, faux Ruff? I don't <laughs> think we do that. Yeah. It's all in good fun. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to Coach Ruff. Well-deserved. Awesome. And, uh, man, I'm just wondering if he's going to be there at the game. There's no way. He's coaching. Uh, he's the But what if they're off that state. week? State. Yeah. What oh, if they well, set it, it would, up so he could be there? Right. You, you I, would think that there'd be some sort Oh, I don't know. I don't know if there's that much... Uh, planning that goes it's usually the hall of fame weekend's already set i thought like when they recognize people yeah i'm saying but they might have said i don't think they, they might have waited Ruff last week they might have waited uh or they would have waited if he couldn't be here is what i'm saying maybe oh my point was i thought that was set before the season even starts they have the hall of fame weekend where they recognize them already on the schedule it wasn't something that they then reverse engineer all right i don't know what we're right. saying anymore but Anyway, Troy, thanks no, for hanging I, out. I think if it was if they're not playing, that'd be great. But I, my guess is he's going to be tied up with NC State. A lot of people don't even realize he's with NC State right now. A lot of people don't realize that. That's true. What is this, the title over there? He's like the recruiting guy? Or? Some type, type of special assistant or something. Yeah. I saw him at wearing the state shirt. It looks a little weird, got to be honest. Definitely doesn't you look know. good in red. No, I don't like it. All right. Thanks for hanging out. All right, good seeing you. We got to un... Uh, Unbox and technically, does this still count as it's an envelope? But it's a thick envelope. It's so unboxing. Un- okay, all right. Yeah, so we'll that's make sure that makes the cut. It. All right, so we'll record this and find out what it is. What was everybody cool. worried? What was in the mail years ago? The anthrax. Uh, oh yeah, this looks like one of those om- envelopes with anthrax in it. <laughs> the Bears have sent you Glenn, anthrax. Glenn said, never this is gonna games. be real funny. If they send you like a letter saying sorry, your season tickets have been revoked. Well, that was Glenn. Oh, I yeah. said it would be funny if it was an Andy Dalton like <laughs> <Yes>. signed photo. <laughs> That would be very Thanks funny. for the support. <laughs> yeah, here's, here's your Andy Dalton shirt. Uh, they're, trying to, they're trying to get rid of it. Feels them. like it could be something They're giving like that. it away for free because Fields is the quarterback now. Now I'm really wondering what this is. <laughs> it is a revocation of your tickets. I told you. You sold oh, too many. Yeah. Sorry, uh, you have <laughs> sold your tickets online too often to opposing fans. We need butts and seats, Troy. <laughs> John Moody says NC State is off that weekend. That's exactly what I was saying. All right, right there we go. I thought there was some thought put into that then, Clip. That's great. I don't know, Troy. I think they just come up with Well, what if he second. snubs the program anyway and says, no, I'm not coming back. Thank they you threw for the names honor. out of a hat last So week. are you still on the negative rough? No, I'm train? not. Because you really the, are poo-pooing I, No, I'm just saying, what if they like did try and schedule around and he doesn't show up? That would be kind of a slap in the face of the program, wouldn't it? If he's available. Are we I, just I think everything's on the good. I'm just running a hypothetical what if he pees on the field while they're inducted him that would really be a slap in the face you were correct cliff that would be (laughs) i mean he's coming on pirate radio monday i I think everything's okay we've heard from him before he's been on a number of times yeah everything's okay i know i just don't understand what you're like you're you're going totally negative (laughs) you're agitated about the situation i'm not negative what is the deal i'm just wondering like you said that you thought they planned the whole thing around so he could be there. I said, I didn't know that that much. I thought the date was already set. Yeah. If you're going to do My it, you want to plan for him to return to Daddy Pickling Stadium and it'd be a big deal and you get the yeah. photo. with. And like if this year wasn't the year, year, they would have done it in another year where the dates matched up. That was yeah. my whole point. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Okay. I thought they like just elected these you guys You want the recently. video. You want the moment. Like It's a whole thing. Okay. 
I, I just think it's a coincidence. I thought the dates are already set up with the football games, and they didn't know who was going in until recently. I don't think they did it recently. I think oh, you thought was, it was decided a long time ago? Okay, maybe so. I think when the schedule came out, they said, okay, this is the year we're going to do rough, and it's week six. Okay. Or what? I, you know, there, I don't – it's really – like, there's a lot of voodoo <laughs> as far as how people get into the Hall of Fame. Brian Bailey says, rough just canceled. Thanks, Troy. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, instead, he's got John he's got, uh, Scotty Montgomery coming up Monday on the Brian Bailey Show. <laughs> so we, we've made room for faux rough on Monday with uh, Brian Bailey. By the way, Scotty Montgomery 0-2 uh, with the Colts. Just loving it. it out there. Loving it. Their running backs are underperforming. Scotty Montgomery. times. Never lost to uh, NC State, by the way. And Jonathan. Lost to everybody uh, else. Jonathan it's pointed out our last real beatdown was when Scotty Montgomery was the coach here. So fifty-two to seven. Yeah, that against, gets, that's uh, a beatdown. Western Carolina. That's correct. That count, that was his first game, right? Um, yes, that was his, Scotty Montgomery's very first game. All right, now we have yeah. Jonathan sending the schedule. Ellerby is fact checking us. That NC State does play that Saturday. Okay, yeah, on the road at Florida State. Does Ruff yeah. travel with Th- the team? Yes. I don't know. R- Ruff is with State. That's his job. I think it's a tremendous honor. I don't think he can be here in person if his team's playing. John, you just took a major hit as far as your credibility as a P1 listener. Yeah. Which goes to my point that the date was already set regardless of who gets in or not. That was my only point. That was, I wasn't trying to be negative. I was just trying to say I don't think they planned this around any one person. Because I remember well, Jeff obviously Bla- they didn't now. Now, I will say this. when Je- um, There was one player, I think it was Jeff Blake, and they wouldn't induct him until he came back in person because he was alive. Well, that's kind of what I'm so saying. I, so maybe Ruff will get inducted when he's able to come back. If he's getting pol- inducted on that Friday night beforehand. Well, they they used to have a policy that you had to be here in person if you were to alive. To get the induction. Yeah, to get the induction. He'll, he'll, he'll still make the cut, but he won't be inducted until he comes to the ceremony. That was my understanding, unless they've changed the rules. Jeff Blake was still playing and had obligations. Yeah, and they didn't put him in until he came back whatever. for the ceremony. I, that'll be an ECU question. That's a uh, John Gilbert question right there. All right. Sure. I feel like we've talked about this enough. Yeah. Let's extend this segment five more minutes. <laughs> Don't be so negative, Clip. Break free, hour one. You're Flamingo wearing a Flamingo no shirt. No commercials, for, hour one. <laughs> you're wearing a Flamingo shirt, for God's sake. Be a little happy. We'll, uh, so, all right, anyway, let's move along. Uh, Troy, thanks for hanging out. Good seeing you. Uh, go Pirates absolutely what you got at the tailgate tomorrow oh man we got uh our buddy brandon manning from um farm bureau he's, he's cooking a pig no but he's bringing the pig cooker okay and we're putting chickens on it i like, I, like so I love cooking chicken on the pig cooker you know like you just line it up is he just doing whole back, chickens uh halves i believe okay. or breasts chicken chicken breasts i think that's the easiest way we're gonna line them up as many as we can fit on there man we gotta have the sides we're gonna do some hot dogs too on the side grill Good you know, old for appetizers. Good old cookout. Um, I think even Sparky's going to come visit us with the snowballs. All right. Uh, we'll have ice have cold uh, soft drinks from our friends at Minji's Bottling Group. And, uh, of course, Carolina Eagle Distributing, home of Bud Light. Of course, our title sponsor of the Bud Light pregame tailgate will have uh, some ice cold Bud Lights and seltzers available, too. And we have a great giveaway today on the show in Hour 3, a 15-count of 16-ounce aluminum bottle Bud Lights and a 12-pack of the Bush Apple. Bush Light Apple, Light which I, I've Apple. never even had. I wanted to try one of these. If Very, someone wins uh, this, I would, if you could toss me one, I'd like to sample it. I'd, I'd love to see what Bush Light Apple is like. 
It's got my attention. Limited edition as well. Yeah. So have you had, beer. Have you had one? I have not. They sound. I sound great. I've seen a lot of people like I, going to different grocery stores looking for it. Right. Like, it's somewhat yeah. difficult. No, yeah. to get. It's, not it's, it's kind of a hot product right here. Yeah. Yeah. And I like literally. I don't have one. Like we're giving it away. I'd love to give them eleven, and I keep one. But that's kind of. Not sure they wouldn't mind. You can't deliver the pizza box with one slice. <laughs> right, missing. I know that's just not right. Drink yeah. one. Sign. That's even crossing the line for me. You know, what's more so, valuable, if a twelve pack or if you drink one, sign the can and put it back in. Well, the that if, if someone then it's a collector's item, and they would like me to do that, I will yeah, do that. But I feel go. I need the green light from the listener or the winner to do that. Fair enough. So whoever wins this, if you would like me to try one for you in advance. And then sign the can and put the can back in the 12-pack. I will do that. We all just right. start signing all of the uh, beers that we give away. Yeah. Just the cases. I like the Why idea. Why not? I like Thanks for idea. your support, Troy D, LRB. I Clip, like it. It's Clip a good Rock. idea. I feel like Big at this dog. point, we should yeah, just like treat this like a telethon and not take any commercial breaks. Three hours. <laughs> Continue. No commercial. We could do it, Cliff. This would be like <laughs> seven a, hours of commercial-free football. The guys, <laughs> the guys doing ECU Marshall went basically commercial-free. Yeah, that's true. We need to throw it over to Glenn with an interview with somebody. Yeah. With your help, people. I will interview Shirley about <laughs> how much she hates this. <laughs> we need to take donations down. With your help and with viewers like you. That's right. We can make this happen. This could be like the pirate PBS show. Unfortunately, Ellerby's listening. He oh, said, start God. the bumper. Oh, there he so, goes. Uh, let's take a oh, break. Man. <laughs> Fun police is out there. Let's pay a bill or two. Be careful. All right. When we return, Greeny, Mark Greenheld, Golf Shop Radio Show will join us. We'll talk Ryder Cup. We'll talk State, Clemson, and more coming up on Pirate Radio Live. We roll on after this. to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $1,000 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, Pirate fans, are you craving a calzone? The community calzone is for you. Open seven days a week, plus they're open late on weekends until 4 a.m., and they deliver for calzones, wings, salads, and more. Make a community calzone on Greenville Boulevard, now open for dine-in, takeout, or delivery. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. That's really cool. Troy is showing off his new flag he received from the Chicago Bears. Does the H stand for Hallis? What does it stand for? S-T-H. Spoiler alert. It was a flag. Very cool flag. S-T-H, season ticket holder. Uh-huh. So they, I guess they sent these to all the season ticket holders, but uh, it's the bear with the flag. That thing is sweet. Yeah, pretty cool looking. I like that. What are you going to do with it? Uh, we're going to hang it up here in the studio. <laughs> I feel right behind us, right here. This you need right. to do a, uh, a Bears watch-along at some point like we that did would be a fun. Washington. Would you do it with me? Um, yeah. I, I think it would be fun. Like, I'm trying to think. Like, you know, the great a, one is there a Bears skins game this year? Well, I mean, that would be obviously good, but like if they played the Cowboys or Eagles or something, yeah. I could root with you. Yeah, that's for true. the Bears. Let's, I would like it to be that. I'd way. like to do one where you could be on my team. Yeah, yeah. yeah so if they play fun. another team, yeah, 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 let's do that. I'd do that. That'd be fun. Playoff game or something. But we need one like that's available, you know, obviously Monday night football, Sunday night football. A standalone like game yeah, would be good. Yeah. That's widely available for folks. All right. Um, 
All right. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, that's cool. cool. We'll deal. do the, uh, we, we did the video, so we'll have the uh, first ever unboxing. Sounds for me. good. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's head out to the Fixed NC Live line and talk to Greeny. Mark Greenhill from the Golf Shop Radio Show. You can hear that Saturday morning right here on Pirate Radio. Uh, Greeny, welcome back. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. How you guys doing today? Doing good. It is Ryder Cup time, Greeny. So, uh, let's play Ryder Cup for dummies because I am not fully educated on how all of this works. I know the Americans got off to a good start this morning. So, Greeny, uh, give us the details on what's transpired thus far. Well, yep. So, this morning they had uh, the foursomes, which is the alternate shot format. So, there were four matches there. Uh, USA uh, won three of those. John Rahm and Sergio Garcia won the lone point for the Europeans uh, against Spieth and Thomas. So you kind of you got a little worried when you sent your quote unquote your best duo out in Spieth and Thomas, and and they didn't win the first match, but the rest of the matches came through nicely. So uh, a good start for the Americans. But we've been here before, where they've uh, jumped out to a lead in the in the first match, and then uh, kind of got beat up after that. So we'll see how things continue to play out. This afternoon is four ball, which means that uh, everybody's playing their own ball, and it's your best score between your two players against the uh, best score of the other two players. And uh, the foursomes continue into tomorrow, right, Greeny? And then it's uh, explain the the format and the schedule for Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, so tomorrow you'll see the same thing. You'll see foursomes in the morning and four ball in the afternoon. Uh, so, uh, obviously, uh, four points this morning, four points this afternoon, another four and four tomorrow, and then you have the 12 single matches, one on one, going off on Sunday. Mark Greenhouse, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line. What about the? Uh, this is an event that always has more, I guess, passion, emotion, a lot more, uh, you know, heckling, things like that going on. What's the crowd been like thus far, Greeny? Uh, there's been a few instances where some people had to be told that they needed to, uh, catch themselves a little bit, but, uh, other than that, pretty decent shape so far. So it's nice to see fans out there. Uh, obviously not a lot of Europeans cause they weren't allowed to, uh, bring a whole lot of people over at that point. But, uh, yeah, so a distinctly U S advantage right now up in Wisconsin. I mentioned earlier in the week, I'd like to get in some type of pool, uh, in this event. I was not able to do that. So how about from like a, a gambling perspective, Greeny, what, uh, are you looking at anything? Do you have any advice for either the rest of the today with live betting or, uh, or Saturday or Sunday, what you could get involved in? Oh, yeah, you can get a little bit of everything. You can get, uh, I mean, certainly you can still get in on who's going to win. Uh, I'm sure you're getting a little better odds on the Europeans. Yeah. They're behind at this point. But, uh, you know, you can get match by match. You can get, uh, you know, who's going to end up with the most points, who's going to pull the most in each particular type of thing. So there's all kinds of great bets that you can have out there. Funny thing was, um, you know, on paper, the Americans always look like they're the better side. I mean, their, their average world ranking was much better. Um, but the Europeans have a lot of experience on that side. I mean, Sergio Garcia had won 25 and a half points in his career in the Ryder Cup. The entire American team has won 25.5 cups, uh, points wow. in the Ryder Cup. So um, a lot more experience on the European side. We'll see if that uh, plays out over the next few days. And, Greeny, it's a little cliche to even ask this at this point, but the Brooks, the the DeChambeau deal, like, is that is that an afterthought at this point? Is that much ado about nothing or something to maybe keep an eye on this weekend? Well, there was a big deal made out of Brooks walking over on the range and talking to Bryson for a minute. And then in the press conference, uh, they were split. One was uh, Bryson was on Tuesday. Brooks was on Thursday. 
And then Bryson said, well, there's something that's coming down the road. And then when they asked Brooks about it, he said, I have no idea what he's talking about. So who knows at this point what's going on between those two. Um, you know, it seems like the media, the golf media, for some reason, wants these guys to be on a team together, um, you know, and go out and play a match uh, as partners. I don't see it happening. I don't think Steve Stricker sees that it's happening. So uh, I doubt it. But uh I don't want to see it. I mean, I think, think it would just be more of a, a show than anything else, and that's not what this thing's about right now. I brought this up earlier in the week. I want to get your take on it, Greeny. It seems like that golf is such an individual sport, obviously, but I've seen in the past in these events when people criticize the, the captain and, and say things like, well, why did he pair up these two instead of pairing up these two? Like, is that a, important at all? Like, who you pair together, who's playing with each other, or is it just a matter of, hey, they're all individuals, it doesn't matter how you pair them up? What do you think about that? It's definitely important. I mean, in the foursomes where you're doing pure alternate shot, sometimes you want to look at what golf ball somebody plays or what kind of game somebody plays or how much information somebody processes. So, that's always a, a big factor. So, yeah, there's some definite matchups that you can look at that, that are successful and some other ones that aren't. So it, it does play an important role when you start talking about uh, teammates, especially in the foursomes thing. Sometimes in the in the four ball, it's just, you know, two guys go play their own ball and don't worry about it. So uh, it's it, there's a fine line between, you know, the team aspect and the individual aspect of it. And you got to try and balance that as the captain. Greeny, looking ahead, uh, we are, you know, a year late uh, playing this thing due to COVID in 2020. So is the next Ryder Cup in 2022, or are they going to uh, 2023? Yeah, they'll continue two years because okay. we have the President's Cup um, on the alternate years. So the President's Cup, which is in Charlotte next year, ex- oh, awesome. so that, that'll be the interesting part. That's the U.S. versus the rest of the world, non-European. Good deal. Uh, Greeny, Mark Greenhill is joining us. Golf Shop Radio Show coming up Saturday morning right here on Pirate Radio. Greeny, big one for your Tigers tomorrow. They they just don't look like Clemson right now. Can they find their form in Raleigh against the Wolfpack coming up on Saturday? Big game for those teams in the Atlantic. Well, uh, the funny thing is uh, NC State seems to play the same type of defense that Georgia Tech found, so the three three five setup. So, uh, unfortunately, maybe for the Wolf, Wolf Pack, is that the, the Tigers got to get a little experience on that defense last week. So uh, maybe they'll find their groove a little bit more on the offensive side of the ball. I think that's going to be a good game. Looking forward to that one coming up on Saturday. We'll be with you 2 o'clock on the Bud Light pregame tailgate, getting you ready for East Carolina and Charleston Southern. And before that, early morning, you can hear the Golf Shop Radio Show. Greeny, a lot of Ryder Cup talk. Uh, what else you got coming up Saturday on the show? Yeah, we've got uh, Jason Pendergast, who's going to give us a preview of the Sanderson Farms, uh, which is the event coming up next week. And then we've obviously got Ryder Cup. We'll talk to Ron Green Jr. about that. And also our man Bill Bender will join us, as he always does on Saturday morning. Good deal. Greeny, thanks for joining us today. Have a great show on Saturday, and we'll uh, talk to you again next week. All right, thanks. Have a good one. There he is, Mark Greenhill's Golf Shop Radio Show. As I was telling somebody earlier today, I really want to get into the Ryder Cup, but it's football season like i wish they could do this a month earlier or so and i would be way more into it but just uh very distracted by what's going on in football and you got the mlb playoff races as well let's take a time out come back we'll wrap up our number one we'll take a look at our buccaneer music hall scoreboard i'll let you know what's going on uh, tonight in college football and look at the major league baseball playoff races big series between the red sox and yankees those two teams vying for wild card spots in the AL. Atlanta lost yesterday. Philadelphia won. So the Braves lead is down to two. 
in the NL East. We'll let you know what's going on in all the races when we return after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $1,000 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need beer for the weekend? The Jarvis Street Bottle Shop near Christie's Euro Pub is a specialty shop selling craft, domestic, and import brews, along with wine and growlers. The uh, The bottle shop, rather offers monthly beer and wine tastings featuring rotating North Carolina craft breweries along with live music and discounts. Stop by Tuesday through Sunday or check out the Jarvis Street Bottle Shop on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff Rock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday, football Friday, free beer Friday. Looking at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard coming up tonight, a handful of college football games. They get underway at 6.30 on CBS Sports Network with Middle Tennessee at the Charlotte 49ers. A good one at 7 o'clock on the deuce. Wake Forest and Virginia. Virginia, a home favorite in this game. Total is at 70, so they're expecting some fireworks in Charlottesville. That should be a good one tonight. Also, Liberty is at Syracuse. Liberty, a road favorite in that one. Uh, coming up tonight, 8 o'clock on the ACC Network. And number 22, Fresno State, coming off a win over UCLA, will take on Damon Magazoo's UNLV running Rebels. And the Rebels are off to a rough start as they are rebuilding there out in Vegas. They are 30-point underdogs to Fresno State coming up tonight. Looking at Major League Baseball, one score on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. The Cardinals lead the Cubs 4-0. Cardinals have made a major push to be that second team in the wild card in the National League and will face either L.A. or San Francisco, whoever finishes second in the West in a wild card game. The Braves and Padres play tonight, and they are scheduled to play at 10 o'clock on ESPN. They will resume a suspended game uh it's five to four and i'm trying to see what inning looks like they'll be in the sixth inning with the padres up five to four and they will resume that game coming up uh later on today they will finish that one and then have the uh full game coming up later tonight on espn yankees red sox on espn at seven o'clock right now the red sox would be the number one wild card team in the american league the yankees have passed the Blue Jays for now by a game, and they would be the second wild card. So right now you got the uh, the AL East all battling to make the playoffs. The Rays are in, and they're going to win the East. But the Yankees, Red Sox, Blue Jays all with a shot to make it to postseason baseball. Steven Igo's Mariners win again. They are hanging around. It looks pretty unlikely at this point, but they're only two games back of the Yankees. So if the Red Sox were to win tonight and the Mariners were to win, they'd be only one game back of that last uh, wild card spot. So something to, to look at there. So that is what's going on in Major League Baseball and on your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. 
All right, let's uh, get a break in. We'll come back, and Tony Dunn will join us. We'll go NFL for hour two. We'll have our week three NFL picks. We will recap the Panthers starting 3-0. and They win last night, but it came with a cost, uh, some injuries for some studs on Carolina, including their main weapon, Christian McCaffrey. We'll talk about that and a change for the NFL playoffs. We saw a change last year where an extra team was added on each side. A change in the schedule for this year. We'll talk about that with Tony Dunn as well when we return on Pirate Radio Live on a Football Friday after this. to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, join Pirate Radio and Fleet Feet of Greenville to kickstart your game day tomorrow with a $5 5K. The race is an untimed event, and all proceeds will be donated to Robbie's Clubhouse. For $10, you can sign up for the run and get a T-shirt or just skip the shirt and do the run for only $5. The race starts at 8 a.m. once again tomorrow morning at Fleet Feet on Greenville Boulevard. You can sign up. We've had over 125 people sign up already. And if you want to sign up, it's not too late. Just go to runsignup.com and search Pirate Radio. It's the $5 5K tomorrow, September 25th at 8 a.m. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff Rock. $5 5K. Sounds good. Shirley Rhodes. Shirley Rhodes here. Big dog. Glenn Griffin here as well. Chandler off to do his high school play-by-play duties. I do have Chandler's picks, which we will get to. And it's his birthday, by the way. Happy birthday to Chan Man. Forgot about that. I wished him an early happy birthday about 20 minutes before midnight last night and said uh, his Panthers gave him a nice birthday present. And we'll talk about the Panthers and the NFL in this next hour with Tony Dunn, who's coming in kind of Barry White today. He's got that I was up late voice. And uh, it's because Tony was putting in some work hours late last night following the Panthers win. What time did y'all finish up with the C3 post? It was around 2 o'clock in the morning. Welcome to my world, yeah, baby. <laughs> I know, I know. It's like sounds a, familiar. I mean, I, I'm at the point where I just hear there no caller goes unserved every time, <laughs> and I'm like, wait, this is only a good idea when we first got started. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of interest. Congratulations to you guys, Tony, and uh, I guess congrats. We got to say congrats to your team. Like, how much are these injuries, and we'll dive into them, how much is that weighing on you while you celebrate your 3-0 and start? Yeah, the 3-0 and start is exciting. Uh, there's a lot of good things about this team, but it, it did feel like a Pyrrhic victory uh, to a certain degree, and that is that it came at a great cost. Right, Christian McCaffrey, hamstring injury, out for a few weeks. Right now, he, they're not putting him on IR, so that means they could it could be two weeks. But if any more than that, they would put him on the short-term IR the real loss comes to J.C. Horn, three broken bones in his foot, and I just read that him and his family are evaluating how they're going to treat it. Uh, some people thought he was going to be able to come back by the end of the season, but that kind of uh, information leads me to believe that they might just shut it down and get whatever surgery needs to be done and, 
and uh, look towards next year. Probably, yeah, that's such a, a catch twenty two. Where if he believes or his his camp believes he could go without surgery, return like late in the season or something, Tony try to play through it. Does that linger on into next year, and do you waste time? So it's a, a tough call for him to make. And speaking of lingering, like injuries could be way worse than a hamstring, but is that one that fully heals, or is that one that lingers on throughout the season? You know, know? those hammy injuries are always, they do seem to just bother players all season long. So, I mean, I could see this being a problem, but immediately the, the worst part about this injury for me is that I, it just sparked the whole conversation of, well, maybe we used him too much, and uh, and then I just can't deal with it. Look, it's just. I want to say, Tony, I have been on the. You don't have to give the guy thirty touches a week, maybe twenty five or something. But this has nothing to do with that. I saw. Uh, uh, so I'm going to say no. It, it, the usage thing. I don't think. Thank you. Anything to do with this? Uh, I did see a lot of people blaming Thursday night football on this. I would say that probably has more to do with it than how much he's been used so far. But I don't even know if that's the reason why. Yeah, I mean, sadly, these things just happen, especially yeah. when you're like these most explosive athletes. And you saw it. I mean, he didn't even, I mean, he wasn't hit. I mean, obviously, you don't pull muscles usually when you get hit. But, um, man, it just, it, this stuff happens. And then I hate that it just kind of continues to feed the narrative that Christian McCaffrey's injury prone and to this effect. But, you know, I wonder sometimes if these guys train too hard, you know, and that, you know, is that you talk about people talk about the touches, but like these guys workout regimens, if you see what Christian McCaffrey does in the off season, you know, that, I mean, can lead to these types of things. I don't know. Uh, I don't, I'm just glad it's not a knee or, or something that could be, you know, he can get back after a hamstring at some point. Yeah, I, I don't, and people can look at me and tell I'm not a workout guy. Tony is actually. Great pictures on his Facebook of him flexing <laughs> and all that. Um, but it's kind of like, is it an inexact science? Like these diets, like, all right, here's what you should do for your diet. You should only eat this. And then there's another one that says, don't eat that. Make sure you're only eating this. So is this the same thing for workouts too? Like, I think so. There's no like true, proper, exact way to do it. And you're know. pushing your body to the limit all the time. I mean, these professional athletes aren't just going to the gym and doing a little bit. You know, they're going out uh, to the gym and doing a lot. And they're training all week and all year. And then they go out in the field and push their body to the extreme so this type of stuff happens um good news for my fantasy football team who has been struggling and languishing in a super bowl hangover i did draft (laughs) chuba hubbard as a backup plan here so and i need all my running backs stink and are hurt so hey um he's not great but he's gonna get some touches i remember sitting here i believe it was on a friday when they picked him up it might have i know at least said something to chandler i think you were here though and i was like uh Panthers sign former Bronco Royce Freeman. Uh, who cares? And now he's like in a game making an impact. So Who's that? Those little moves matter, I guess. And uh, Chuba Hubbard is now going to be a factor as well in the game. I got to give major props to Joe Brady and Sam Darnold and the Panthers offense for moving the football last night. I know it was against the Texans. Sure. They're going to have much tougher tests moving forward. But for them to not just play out the string – but to continue to pick up first down after first down, finally they turn those into touchdowns later in the game. Uh, I give them a lot of credit last night for playing without McCaffrey. It did seem that the offense was a little dazed and confused after the Christian McCaffrey injury. But after the halftime, you know, Sam Darnold came out there and played a very, very good game. Um, took a lot of heat on the on the post game show last night for just not 
uh, gushing with enthusiasm for how great Sam Darnold was is that I, I think this is that he played what you need a winning quarterback to play like, right? Is that, I mean, he didn't exceed some superstar or meet some superstar benchmark. He played like a guy who's trying to revitalize his career and play to his potential, and that's what I expect of him. So he's been exceeding expectations, uh, but I'm not ready to... I mean, look, he's there's a lot of plays he left on the field, too. Um, a lot of balls that he dropped and put on the ground last night. So there's some things that even he can prove in, prove on, but I felt like it was a gritty performance, right, is that the offensive line was playing terrible, and uh, he he got through it. Now, um, I think the Texans, you got to give them some credit for having a lot of fight in them. These guys, uh, they play. Poor David Culley. Poor David Culley. Got a team that loves him. They play hard for him. Sam Darnold had 300 yards passing and two rushing touchdowns. He's basically Cam Newton at his prime. <laughs> the numbers say that, Tony. There is a one. <laughs> I put. Uh, I saw one of, of one Panther fan put out that uh, Sam Darnold is undoubtedly the best dual threat quarterback in the in the it, league right at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> I tell you what, he got out and ran, and they called it back on a hold. He is not a slow fella. No, this is why he was a top. Three or four draft picks. Thought he could you know, do it's because like he that. could do all the things that he did last night. Yeah. So um, this is Darnold living up to his potential. Yeah. Now we got to keep it going. And the thing is, now the the shift, the onus of responsibility for our success on on offense is shifting to him. I was fired up last Thursday night because Washington has one weapon that is better than a lot of the defenders on the field in every game, and that's Terry McLaurin, and you have to feed him the ball. Last night, Darnold did a smart thing. Find his his moneymaker. When McCaffrey's not in, that's DJ Moore. Eight catches, 126 yards. He left the game at one point, Tony. Looked kind of bad when he was, like, laying on the sidelines, but went back in the game. I guess he's good to go. Okay. I hope so. Yeah. I haven't heard anything further What do you think about it? him getting the rock as much as he did? This is like what's been happening in Carolina for three years, really. Is DJ, DJ has been eaten the whole time. He is a cat, he's a reception monster, man. He collects it, it. He just doesn't get in the end zone a ton, and that's why he hasn't gotten that top receiver kind of buzz. Twelve targets had that big one that was a little in front of. That man, that was the one. Yeah. That was the pa- that play right there. All of a sudden, you're saying this thing. Now we're cooking. Uh, but he had a hundred yards. By, by the end there was 11 minutes left in the second quarter he had 100 yards um so he had a great game and uh, the question and look in the i guess the cool thing about that is if he had if he finished with what eight for 125 and he had 100 of those in the first quarter basically that shows you that sam darnold came out and they really diversified the game plan with the absence of christian mccaffrey and uh my co-host cody lashney on the c3 panthers podcast he, he's putting out a kind of a hot take in that this is could be a blessing in disguise missing Christian McCaffrey for Joe Brady to diversify his offense, and we'll really get to see what Joe Brady is made of. That's true. Okay, good for him, not great for the Panthers. Right, right. I don't like want <laughs> – that's like the thing is like I don't want to try that just to try it. <laughs> yeah. It's like if you go and play like Call of Duty or something, you're like, I'm just going to play with snipers, rifles. It's like, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> But you don't have to do that. Is uh, is Tommy Trimble a cult hero amongst Panthers fans yet? He's got to be. Do you know he is the youngest player in NFL history to have a rushing touchdown? 
Really? Yes. The last person that was, um, or the next person was Rob Gronkowski, was 22 years old and a, and a more days. So he's only 22, and he had a rushing touchdown last night. <clears throat> had one catch for 30 yards. I don't know anything about this guy. Uh, but Notre Dame. Third-round pick out of Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Notre Dame offense doesn't He really... could legally drink a beer like three months ago. Like he was, yeah. I mean, he was drafted and drinking at the same on the same day. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, so Tommy Trimble, it was good to see him. I'm trembling. Uh, yeah, I know. I saw that. Terrace Marshall, the rookie, had four catches last night. Um, I don't know who Alex Erickson is. He had a catch. We don't know who he he returns punts for us, but we just does he had, also go by Zilstra some games? Is that the same guy? No, okay, those guy. are different players. Different guy, but also people we don't know. Uh, we've no, talked we do, but, talked yeah. about the offense. I mean, the defense is the story. They are playing at a historically good rate. It's pretty awesome at this point, Tony. And I was I said this last night. You, you hadn't played World Beaters, but three and zero is three and zero. And one thing I look at when schedules come out for Washington is, all right, who do we play on the road? Because to be a playoff team, you got to do good in your division, and you got to steal a few on the road, and that'll get you to ten wins to the playoffs. Panthers are one and zero in the division, one and zero on the road. Again, not great competition, but that's huge right now. I mean, that, that looks good. You can only beat the people on your play the people on your schedule, right? And the Panthers have, um, I would say, I think we've gotten better from week to week. The defense, though, is trying to show you that they're legit, legit. And the linebackers are playing better. Shaq Thompson in the number seven is is the comeback player of the year in my mind at this point. I've I had I had given up. You've been on down him. on him, yeah, for a long time. Just and again, this is where when when we set our expectations so high, it's so easy to fall short. And you know, I was so hype about Shaq Thompson when he came out, but he has been they've been throwing curveballs at him for the last four years. I'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> um, but Hassan Reddick, Brian Burns, this defensive line, everybody is getting involved. The pressure. The harassment uh, of the quarterback. I mean, they've they put there's like APBs for these guys. All points bullet. All points. What is it? All point bulletin. Yeah, APB. Thank you. We'll stick to APB. You know, for like all of these, it felt like last night they could have had forty sacks. Yeah, they yeah. only have four. They should have had one more. They called that pass incomplete, which was messed up. The refs. That was can one we of the talk worst. about this a little bit? Is that the only reason we're not talking about it more is because the Panthers won by a significant margin. But it seemed like the the refs were calling everything against the Panthers, and really some of that is going to be sloppy play, like uh, defensive linemen li- lined up in the neutral zone. Bravion Roy, I think that happened to him either uh, twice, maybe. But the offsides, um, the false start penalty down on the goal line was um, offsides. I mean, it was so clear there were PI and uh, calls that were left oh, on the yeah. field very against early, DJ, and that might have been when DJ was like laying on the sideline. So the it, the referees they did have some home cooking going on. Uh, Ross, good callback uh, in the chat from earlier this week. He said Zilstra. Is that how you say his name? Yes. Uh, had to sit out the game last night after Chandler's diss. I think Chandler called him a random white kid earlier this week. So we put in the other random white kid. And I think at the time, Ross said, wow, Zilstra will never recover from that. And sure enough, he hasn't had a catch since. Interesting note on Zilstra is that he started a scholarship for kids to go to historically black colleges, the HBCs. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, so he is... Um, Zilstra sounds like a... Greek name or something? It sounds like some sort of medication or... <laughs> it does. Some kind of ingredient you put like in a... 
the olestra chips do you remember those from oh, years ago gosh, and it caused everybody diarrhea. to have diarrhea <laughs> i don't eat anything with zilstra in it. <laughs> no uh chad wants to talk about uh david seals aka davis mills neck we did that yesterday <laughs> i mean he looks like a giraffe but it's different than a mike glennon long neck because he's got a thick long neck like he's got he's got a nice boy i tell you that guy he got crushed last night and he made some good plays and he played tough i tell you what the world really rallies around a quarterback that gets his ass kicked (laughs) you start to feel sorry for him (laughs) and he has bad numbers but you're like man this kid is tough as nails he got crushed several (laughs) times i mean that hassan reddick sack man i don't know how he got up you uh said the panthers are getting better week to week tony you like that they put this team away last night which they dominated that jets game i watched yeah. it but like the jets were in it they did and it took them a while to do it i saw your face when i said that but they did put them away they did it just took a little while they did um it, it really felt like uh it should it should have been like 60 to nothing yeah. you know uh, one other thing is Finally, Joey Sly gave us some points. Oh, man. Did you see that? Joey Sly misses, goes to tie it up, misses the extra points. Oh, yeah. Totally one thing I did want to compliment you on, because I had the Texans plus eight. I was like, well, that's going to come back to haunt me. Um, I thought you had a bit of the big head going all week. You're like, not only are the Panthers going to win, they're covering, hammer it. Like, I saw you repeat this multiple times. Lock. I was like, Tony's really getting a little too far out there. Good call, Tony. You got it. Good work. You know, uh, Man, that defense, I think they lead every statistical category in the that is imaginable. <laughs> that has I mean, I mean just pick one. As last week, my favorite, we, I put up a poll, and it was like, what's your favorite defensive statistic? Is it yards allowed per game? Is it points allowed per game? For me— That's actually a good question. So what's your favorite? Third down percentage. Yeah. Before this week, and I haven't—what was Houston's uh, third down percentage last night? Because before this game— teams were only converting 25 percent of third downs against us so it might have gone up a little bit because i felt like they had one of nine oh that's awful that is awesome that (laughs) means that 25 percent is like at a a solid 11 by now yeah i can look at the uh the panthers only so that i mean and then the sacks i think at if we do the math and i can't do quick math is what is We've got 14 sacks times 17. No, what is that? Where is that four? Not four. Three and a half a game. We're probably at like ten I'm and a half. I'm trying to. Yeah, we have 14 sacks. Oh, divided over by three. three games. So you're over. So I think we're like on pace four. for like 80 sacks this season. Yeah. Uh, let's see if I can find. Nah, I can't find the third down. But the Panthers' defense right now, uh, as I said, playing at a historic level. And it, when does this come back down to earth? When you play Dallas, who has one of the best offenses in the league, or or does it come? back I don't down know. Earth? Um, I think that losing Horn does hurt, you know, and 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 it's going to hurt in a game like Dallas where they have so many. He would be great. Like, wouldn't it be great to see J.C. Horn go and shut down C.D. Lamb, C.D. who has Lamb, got like the Cooper. most targets in the whole league and is having a fantastic season. Um, I I don't feel that we're going to just shut them down. But the great news for the Panthers' defense is that while the secondary has been playing fantastic, Dante Jackson has been playing out of his mind, particularly in open field tackles for that little guy, that this team's – our success is predicated on the pass rush. 
So hopefully now we might be more like the 2013 team, which was a 60 sack team that had guys like Mike Mitchell in the in the secondary and just weren't loaded in the secondary. But we made the pass rush made their lives easy. You saw that happen last night. But yeah, I don't. I think yeah, Dallas might be. That's a challenge. Where it's is a road, that game? I think it's a road game. Yeah, it should be. I would assume we got to look it up. I'll yeah, but up. that's uh, that's an offense that you'll really get a, a test to see how good your defense is. Let's take a break. Uh, Ross says he's pretty sure his grandma takes Zilstra to help her sleep at night. <laughs> and then he said, boy, that came out wrong. So now's a good time to take a break. <laughs> Ooh. We will make some picks. We got some changes to the NFL playoff schedule, which I have mixed feelings on. I think I like it unless my team is involved in it. Uh, so we'll talk about that. And more when we return, Tony Dunn on an NFL Friday. We're back with you after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. When your AC needs repairing or replacing, call on the reliable service professionals of Delcor Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Go to delcorinc.com or give them a call at 321-8868. Delcor, the service professionals in Greenville. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Clip Brock, Tony Dunn here, Shirley Rhodes, Big Dog on a Friday. Still got Morgan Aylers coming up at 5 o'clock, Brian North, and we'll hear some comments from Donnie Kirkpatrick and Blake Harrell ahead of East Carolina's game against Charleston Southern on Saturday. About the Pirates last week, Tony. What a game. What a finish. I tell you this, is that if it didn't end like that, would have been a tough, tough week for you guys. I know. It changed everything. I mean, it changed the outlook on the season. It changed the outlook uh, certainly for this week. And now if you get a win tomorrow, that's two in a row and a huge game against Tulane next Saturday. Clips attitude on oh, man. the f- uh, fifth quarter call-in. Boy, you were pumped. You were pumped. <laughs> I was so excited. It was awesome. I mean, for myself and for the fans and listeners calling in. It was, it was fantastic. Great. Man, we needed that. It was a little injection of excitement. Not a little injection. A big injection of excitement for a fan base that is yearning for that. And Glenn, I'll be honest. I was literally going to text after that game that I have no further questions for the players on the Players' Lounge on Mondays. Like, you guys can take over. I'm, I'm good. But now that they won, I was ready to come to work on Monday. I think they were too. Definitely. I mean, you know, it's tough for them. I mean, Absolutely. They, they don't want to talk about a loss. Hell no. I tell you, one thing is that they're the only people that believed in themselves that, that I agree. them that day. Because I, I, at one point, I thought it was just completely over, especially when they started 17 running. 17 down. When tough. they were running the ball all over the place, I was like, man, this clock is about to disappear. Yeah, true. Game over. And you know who believed in them? They did. So congrats to them. I thought they had got physically outmatched again kind of like they did against app state but it was speed this time that got them but it, how about that game last night by the way app state right. wins it by one great game against marshall last night i hate to bring up fan videos but of course did you oh, see the yeah. fan video of the app state kids yeah no. just, that's tough man just, like just don't do that yeah just don't do it bro it's not a good look for anybody yeah i don't know i didn't see it it sucks just 
just don't people do it. being idiots yeah um tony if it ain't broke don't fix it i hear that phrase a lot the nfl playoffs one of the greatest things going and we're so used to how it's always been last year they added a super wild card weekend which with, was fun and i like yeah, it yeah i did more is always good i think i like this but i gotta tell you if, if it's my team getting a two days basically less rest than another playoff team don't like i'm not it. gonna like it uh the nfl's extending wild card weekend one of its first uh first round playoff games will be played on monday january 19th so you'll have three two wild card games on saturday 4 15 what a day love that sunday one o'clock 4 15 what a day love, love that it. And then you'll have a Monday night game at eight fifteen. Trash. Is it too much? Yeah. They just, Why didn't they do three on Saturday, three on Sunday? Right. Why didn't you have the Saturday night game the whole yeah, weekend? I think I'm with you. After seeing what happened to the Panthers last night on Thursday night football, we've everybody has talked about how Thursday night football has factored in um, the short rest contributing to bad games historically, um, and in our case, injuries. the The only good thing about it is that you have, um, I guess, kind of a mini buy afterwards they really should you should only be playing on thursday night if you're coming off of a buy yeah and on top of that is this is a, once again another great example why we need two buys in the nfl schedule, been the schedule this long yeah you gotta so, have two buys i like uh watching football on monday nights yeah yeah if it's your team you are screwed in this situation i, I do not like giving somebody a short week during the playoffs like, i know yeah that is that's rough it right. is gonna be great though if it's the team you're playing that next. is true i mean sure but it, that's and an then unfortunate their fans are gonna be like right. well if we had one more day but you know right. what tony I, i'm with you. you said it right there at the beginning let's go three saturday three sunday it was awesome last year it would be awesome this year yeah. that way i mean let's this say is a money grab theoretically yeah. you get this matchup between the monday night football team and a team that played on saturday or a team that was at a bye i mean it, it just, it's worst case scenario if you play the team that played saturday at four thirty-five, you're talking like your game's going into tuesday on that monday game it's like a three-day difference right they're it getting really a, th- a three-day rest on you. <laughs> yeah so, money money anyway. money money yeah all right, let's get to the picks. Last week, Tony and I were eleven and four. Uh, good week, Tony. Chandler was ten and five. We get, we're back, but man, I was worn, I was worried because I don't ever remember exactly what I picked. You know, so I'm always thinking about when I'm driving here, and I was like, gosh, I really hope I pulled a pulled it out this week because last week i was at eight and eight i did good on my island games i was two and one i had the bears over the Bengals. i had the ravens over the chiefs uh i lost the vikings against the cardinals because of a field goal at the end tony uh did good on his standalone with the 49ers on the road against the eagles i think that might have been what a boring game that was. we both had the uh titans said the seahawks expert pick there tony and uh boy it was not looking good at first was not, it not i thought all. man i'm not picking the titans anymore all right i have seen the bills hammer washington over the years and that could happen again or for some reason this kind of reminds me of washington at pittsburgh last year where pittsburgh was undefeated there was like no way in hell we could go in there the spread is similar in this game and they went in there they came out with a victory uh i'm not picking my team here though i'm gonna go with the buffalo bills to beat washington in buffalo i'm gonna go with you here on bills um i like i like your reasoning though um the 
the Washington football team coming off of a Thursday night game, so they've had the many, you know, they've had a couple of extra days of rest. Heineke, the hero, uh, you know, lights out at the end, you know, in that flip flop of a game. But one of the narratives that's interesting is uh, Josh, what's his name? Josh, the Bills quarterback, Allen. Allen. Yeah. Josh Allen is that uh, they're talking about how he's not played well this season. Yeah. And was last season a flash in the pan? Do they get it back together? I'm going to go Bills here because they they did. He didn't really even have to play last week, and they won. What they won 35 to nothing, nothing on, yeah. the, on the Dolphins. By the way, I tried to pick up Carolina in our league, um, and somebody on the waiver wire beat me. And then the news came out that Tua was out, so I just looked up whoever Miami was playing, and I got the Raiders defense. All right, there you go. Uh, Raiders at home this week. Uh, Bears, uh, Chandler is also taking the Bills. Glenn, if you have any uh, thoughts or disagreements, you can chime in. Uh, Bills to the end, baby. <laughs> Josh Allen for life. Browns at home against the Bears. Uh, Justin Fields making his first start, Tony. I will take Cleveland at home. Didn't you pick the Bears last week and they won? Yes. That was a good pick. Um, well, they played the Bengals. Yeah. I'm trying then, to tell y'all. I <laughs> Um, they, and it was a lot of interceptions for the younger quarterback. Burrow threw week. three on three consecutive passes, I believe. Oh, that wasn't Zach Wilson. And then you had Wilson, who at one point had like more picks than completions. It was a wild <laughs> week. And a, million, a bunch of quarterbacks left the game last week, too, Tony. Yeah, so, uh, I'm going to pick the Browns. I am as well. And I think Chandler is as well. I do not like the thing he sent me this week with his picks. It's hard to see. Uh, he's going to take the Browns. All right. I got to be honest. Okay. I don't think Chandler should get to do the picks because he's never here. The only, re- the only reason I'm allowing him to do it is because the high school season's only a few more weeks and he's going to be here for like the last 12, 13 weeks. I think the- he should have and to deal with it. He would be so sad. I think like should- make the comeback like a 40 game comeback. <laughs> <laughs> I think he should have to deal with whatever my picks are. And he has to claim him as his own. Oh, that's wow. the way the thing. That's the way the thing works. He's going to have whoever's to in the to seat gets to job. make the picks. All right, I'm down with that. Uh, who are you taking in this one? What was the game? Bears and Browns. <laughs> uh, man, that's that's tough. It's not. Justin Fields it's didn't Browns. look that good. Yeah. It's Browns. Yeah. Because Raven- is back. Is Baker playing? Yeah, Baker's playing, so it's fine. Ravens at Lions. I will take Baltimore on the road. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Lions are frisky. I'll give them that. They put they, up points. They're yeah. They really played a good first half last week. They were and winning, then, yeah. And then the second, it just didn't have enough horses in the stable to keep going. Well, and it rained, and apparently Jared Goff is allergic to water because he couldn't hold on to the football. It, and was having, all, was, were they in Detroit? No, they were in uh, Lambo. Oh, okay, it was raining. Because if it rained in Detroit, does that matter? It was leaking. <laughs> uh, Ravens lines. I mean, come on. All right, Colts at Titans. I don't want to make fun of a guy, and I'm not going to, but it is very weird to have two broke ankles. <laughs> in fact... Remember the movie Kids? Yeah. Uh, do you remember the guy that uh, was on the tra- in the bus? He was saying, I have no legs. I have no legs. He was on the little skateboard. That's Carson Wentz right now. I was thinking uh, of uh, Ed- Misery, like the, the movie. <laughs> Somebody bricked his legs. Is, uh, Somebody Dave Chappelle, or, or not Dave Chappelle, but... Uh, rick james this leg 
Hill <laughs> so, Carson went down on the couch and it's beat him. really funny to see it's kind of like the Sam Darnold graphic where it says out mononucleosis <laughs> out legs <laughs> but it, I saw a tweet today and it said Carson Wentz parentheses ankles like to see it in <laughs> is just so funny because if it was like elbows it would be weird get well soon Carson Wentz elbows <laughs> Did he? All right. Last time I went to Disney World, what if it said head, shoulder, knees, and toes. <laughs> last time I went to Disney World, my fat foot started hurting, so I started putting more weight on the other foot. And then a day or two later, both feet were hurting equally. Did that happen to Wentz? Clip questionable today at Disney World. Beats. Feet. Beats. <laughs> I will take the Titans. I, I'm not good at picking Titans games, but I'm going to take them against the Colts. Carson Wentz practice today. <laughs> in a way, <laughs> uh, on a skateboard. <laughs> oh, you know those things where the, the little scooters that they yeah, give you where they, but, but you have one leg free. Somehow he's got both of his knees up, <laughs> or he's just around. like in that little cart that at the grocery store, the little motorized one. <laughs> well, uh, did anybody mention Wentz rolls back fumble in the end zone last week or whatever? Fourth down, oh, went for it on fourth down and fumbled it. Terrible. Didn't they get to the like inside the ten twice yeah. and not score? I think. Uh, uh, I'll, ta- I'll take the Titans as well, Glenn. Uh, tighten up. Chargers at Chiefs. This is tough, man. The Chargers. What happened to them last week? The is same thing that happened to them against Washington. They moved the ball down the field, got in the red zone, and forgot how to play football. They're the same old Chargers. They really are. I love Herbert, uh, but they are the same team they've always been. The curse of Philip Rivers. Hangs I think over they them. got. I think Dallas got some good calls, some friendly calls Definitely. from the referees in, the, in that game as well. That helped out. And is Dallas that good? Dallas no. is good offensively. Yeah. I'm picking the Chiefs. I'm not giving. I'm not saying there's no. Well, I'm picking the Chiefs, but I think it's going to be a good game. I do. I do. Clint. It could be an upset. Yeah, Chiefs. All right. Uh, Saints at Patriots. What kind of game are you expecting from the Saints, Tony? I called their downfall last week. Now, do they like rise back up, or nah. do they? Nah. I don't think. I think Bill Belichick's going to have too much for Jameis Winston to deal with. I, I don't think they'll get blown out necessarily because the spread's only like three. It's, it, it looks a little low to because me. there are people who don't believe the Patriots can score. Right, that's why. The, and the defense Saints, is fine, but the offense is yeah. questionable. I'm going to pick the Patriots at home because I'm yet to be a Jameis Winston believer. All right, I just I believe in the past defense over Jameis Winston. And the injuries are too much for the Saints. And I know that like uh, you got to play each week, but they, I mean, the list is so crazy long. You know, is that they're not playing with all their guys. And to the Patriots, I don't know what their injury report is like. Um, but will Mac Jones get a touchdown ever? Uh, what he doesn't have a passing touchdown. I don't touchdown? know if he, he didn't last week. I know that. Uh, what is the deal with Thomas, Michael Thomas? When's he supposed to come back? Was that hand? I don't know. Hands, hands. <laughs> <laughs> he can't catch. <laughs> the guy that could only catch before has no hands now. Uh, Falcons at Giants. This one is so tricky. Like, I want to take the Giants minus two and a half and just run with it. They're so bad. But both of these teams stink. It wouldn't shock me if Matt Ryan had a 400-yard day and they win this. I'm going to take the Giants at home. Me too. I'm just taking the home team, and I hate the Giants. I've I've lost on – man, why didn't I learn in week one? Why haven't I learned? You they're, never learned? They're bad, bad. So, uh, the Giants? Yeah, yeah they're, they're bad, bad. bad. Are you they the Falcons? They're, they're bad, it's bad. The, it's the two they're, worst teams. They're the, the worst, worst. <laughs> 
guess you got injury the, report. You Horrible. The Giants, I reckon. Yeah, Falcons are going to win that. We all have the Giants. All right, let's get a break in. We'll come back. We got more games to pick. Hopefully, some better ones. Bucks at Rams is a great game. NFC Championship contender. Two best teams in the NFC. I think so. Uh, we'll pick that and <laughs> three and O Panthers. Three and o. You forgot I, so quickly, Glenn. One team is quarterback by Sam Darnold. It was good. I, 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 hey, hey, a gaseless Darnold maybe okay. <laughs> Anything gaseless is a good thing. Uh, more to go. We ain't afraid of these ghosts. Hour two. We're back after this. <laughs> listening to hour two of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show welcome back jersey mike's open seven days a week for lunch and dinner you can order in store or online through the jersey mike's app jersey mics a sub above now let's head back in to pirate radio live here's your host clip rock all right back with you making some picks week three of the nfl season we got a triple header shirley can you pull those games at some point before we get out of here in the next 10 minutes i can pull them up uh, in about two seconds here uh, one to, to, well two figuratively speak two and a half <laughs> Two and three quarters. Two and three quarters. Three fifty. Triple header coming up this weekend and Monday night football here on Pirate Radio. And we'll let you know who we got momentarily. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the computer to load here. We're, we're gonna wait it out. You're gonna wait it out. It's okay. I should have probably said like thirty <laughs> Get seconds. Back at me in a moment. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I got it right here. All right, what okay. Uh we've got the Colton Titans. Colts and titans good game in the afc south bucks and rams great game game of the week and then niners packers niners packers uh good sunday night game as well i guess so just sit in your car and listen yeah niners are kind of boring aren't they though god they are not they haven't been very good uh Bengals at steelers i want to take the Bengals nice i need an upset pick i'm gonna take the Bengals on the road at pittsburgh after you made so much fun of them last week with the uh, chicago i know oh is ben playing he's hurt yeah give me the Bengals. well he's probably gonna play though did you still want him yeah all right glenn Bengals at steelers you're in Bengals. <laughs> we all Ooh, took the Bengals. not an upset on the road at pittsburgh I did, it's only three I points. just feel like Pittsburgh's been playing above water too yeah, much. Not like, I feel week. like they've been playing above their weight a little bit. I agree. Especially on defense. I think the Bengals are, are feisty. Cardinals at Jaguars. I will take the Cardinals on the road. Yeah, the Jags. Man. So last week, Tony, you were, I think you said like this is a big one for the Cardinals to prove if they're legit or not. I mean, did they? I mean, they won, but... Man, it was a shootout. Yeah. I, I Actually, you know, I think that the Vikings impressed me more than anything we'll get and to them in a moment they um they were man kurt cousins was dealing out I there feel like kurt has four of those games a year though and he that keeps him under his contract yeah i keeps think everything afloat for him i do think the cardinals are legit they got a lot of weapons okay rondell moore that's who I'm oh talking. the cards uh, yeah. are legit 
we're taking the cardinals yeah. in this yep. game uh jets at broncos i picked up teddy bridgewater because he has been phenomenal this year tony dunn i might play him in this game uh i will take the broncos at home who are they playing again the, the jets. jets oh yeah definitely glenn defense alone wins that game for the broncos all right dolphins at raiders why is this line only three and a half i don't get it i want the raiders and here two that's, is out that's your team who's starting jacoby jacoby Brissett. Brissett. Forsett. justin Forsett. justin Forsett. jacoby Brissett. Brissett, like brisket three and a half God, I want to take the Dolphins here because Vegas is telling. Like, Vegas is, doesn't like the home team. Vegas super, doesn't like the Raiders at all. Super fishy. I want, I'm I'm taking the Raiders. Vegas is taking all that Vegas money from Raiders fans, right? And they think the Dolphins are going to cover in this game. No way. Can I go back to the last game for one second? Um, Jack, the the Broncos have had one of the easiest schedules in the history of the world. They have played, you say they, this as a Panthers fan. Because yeah. the Panthers fan, is, the Who Panthers is schedule is pretty easy for the next six well, we games. Played this, yeah, games. but we played the Saints. They played. They started with the Giants yeah. last week. Who they played last week? Uh, somebody terrible. And this week they host the Jets. Last week, uh, Jacksonville. Yeah, Jacksonville. Jacksonville. So yeah, and they play the Jets. True. And they're they just have, beating uh, up on bad quarterbacks. They, they, they have one on the road. I'll give them a little yeah. bit of credit for that. Just wait, wait until Teddy's got to play from behind. Not this week, though. I don't. Maybe Zach Wilson comes out and says, you know, and shrugs it off. I, I think the New York market is so re- reactionary. They went from loving Zach Wilson after Game One to uh-huh. like, oh, he's such a bum after Game Two. He's going to be fine. Uh, I'm going to take the Dolphins in an upset just for some weird reason. Mm. I have no. Re- just because the line, and I like Flores, I think his team puts together a good performance this week. Dolphins so I, at Raiders. I was so I was looking at it, and if you take the quarterback out of the situation, I feel like the Dolphins have the better team overall. I don't, yeah. I mean, and maybe fair. like a better organization, maybe, which is wild to say, but. And I love the way you say organization. Who are you taking? Uh, I'm taking the Dolphins. <laughs> Bucks at Rams. I'm going to take the home team. I'm going to take the Rams to beat the Bucks uh, on Sunday. I'm and go- I'm not going to draw anything from this game. I still think the Bucks are like the best team, but in this matchup this early in the year, I'll take the Rams. If they play later in the playoffs, I might take the Bucks. Is Antonio Brown playing? Good question. He's on the COVID list, right? I'm going to take the Bucks on the road here. All right. Glenn. Rams. Great game. Uh, yeah. Seahawks at Vikings. We talked to uh, Blake Prohl earlier this week. Uh, which was a fantastic interview. Yeah, he's a great, great dude. Um, and I wish you would have asked him about that shootout a little. Well, I, I did talk about kind of the frantic play of the Vikings and the Seahawks. Like, this matchup is like throw it in a blender and you're going to get a wild freaking game back and forth. Wilson and Cousins dealing. So, I love this game. And I'm going to take the Vikings to finally win one of them. Give me the Vikings uh, at home. I want the Seahawks. All right. Well, that was your West pick before the year, right? What's that? To win the West. Ooh, I don't know. Card. I had the Rams. Yeah, maybe. No, I think I did pick Rams. I picked Rams because I think I had them in the Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, Glenn? Give me Russ and them Seahawks. Yeah. Maybe it was you who was That's how I about feel. Uh, Packers at Niners, Sunday night football. I'm a little torn here because the Niners are boring. 
<sighs> Jimmy Garoppolo has like the fourth He's terrible man. The fourth best record. Now this is one of those arbitrary stats, but I saw it on the bottom line. It was like in somebody's first 32 starts in their career, he has the fourth best all-time record, which doesn't make a lot of sense because he's not that well, good. He, he just played on thir- good teams. He had 13 straight wins over a two seasons, you know, like he didn't yeah. lose. And then he got hurt. And then he, yeah. And then they've been winning this year, but they haven't been good. I'm taking the Packers, or excuse me, the Niners at home. Wow. I'm going Packers. Yep. I think Rodgers... Tony, we have a lot of picks against each other here at the second half of this list. I like it. And I want to take the Eagles on Monday Night Football, but I don't think I'm going to do it. They've got some injuries going on. Their fans are concerned. So I will take Dallas at home. Same here. I think this will be a good game. Uh, I think the Eagles will stick around. Same here. Uh, I'm going Cowboys here. Glenn? I think the Eagles are feisty. But like you said, there's injury problems. And if their fan base is always worried. That's true. But uh, their processes are superior, though. You know, it's funny. <laughs> I don't think so. The Sixers invented trust the process, and now their football coach Which has is, the processes. Yeah. Trust the processes. Just trust the processes. <laughs> uh, we are all on the Cowboys on Monday Night Football. That wraps it up. Tony, uh, my team played last Thursday, and I got to tell you, I had a great Sunday. Did you? Of just laughing at other teams, saying my team's better than them, watching football. It was fun. I hope you enjoy your Sunday. I'm excited to pay attention to other football for once. That know, is the best thing. And the sad, Stress-free football yep, watching is awesome. And the great. other thing that stinks about the Panthers being on Fox is they have the worst coverage of games around the league. CBS does a better job of highlighting other games. Hmm. So I think, have, you, I think you do go out to the school board more. Yeah, on CBS and so you don't know until if you're locked into the game. You don't know until halftime. You gotta, yeah, you got to be looking for it. They so. don't show you anything from other games till halftime. All right, uh, I might go watch football at the Buck. The Buck. The Buck. That's a great place to uh, follow the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard right there at the Buck, watching the games. Pro Radio, right here, <laughs> That's baby. Good work. All right, uh, thank you, Tony. C three podcast coming up Tuesday night. That's, yeah, we got tons of stuff. That's a big out. week, Dallas week, baby. Yeah, we're about to make a uh, put our stamp on the league. That, that could happen with a win over. So when America's you play on team. Cowboys week, do you get an influx of Cowboys fans? Oh, I'm sure we will. I just think have you noticed a, it in the past years because they have such a, a a obnoxious fan base online. Yeah, I think we did in 2015, and we smoked them on Thanksgiving. Oh man, that was a, a great game. game. I had what to bye bye Romo. I bet put you the, straight in the booth. I yep. bet on the Cowboys because Romo was coming back, and that was a bloodbath. It was awesome. Happy <laughs> color rush. Yeah. Color rush. On and Thanksgiving. that reminds me, I always on Thanksgiving I have a little video that I put out like a uh, Happy Thanksgiving, and it's like a d- homage to that game. Wasn't it like pick six, pick Kinkley, six, uh, Davis maybe, uh, like, Coleman, like bloody um, bloody face Coleman? Kirk remember? Coleman. Okay, yeah. yeah. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll talk pirate football. Our Bud Light ECU report with Morgan Aylers, Brian North. Also comments from Donnie Kirkpatrick and Blake Harrell. A lot more to go. Hour three plus. You can be a winner on our free beer Friday giveaway. We got some Bud Lights and Bushlight Apple and more goodies for you. Hour three on the way after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. You've worked hard to start your business and are working even harder to make it successful. And that's why it's important to have a bank in your corner when you need them. As the business world throws you curveballs, Select Bank and Trust is here to be responsive to your needs. Select Bank's tem, uh, team rather, of local bankers can make local decisions and cares about you, the customer. Get the business services that are right for your business today with Select Bank and Trust. Bank local, bank select. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live, hour number three on this Football Friday and Free Beer Friday edition of the program. Fired up for Saturday's East Carolina second home game of the season, taking on Charleston Southern and the Pirates, a 27.5 point favorite, 6 o'clock kickoff time. You'll hear the booming voice of Morgan Ehlers on the PA call inside of Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. And Morgan joins us now on the Fixed NC Live line. He's got the high school huddle coming up at 6 o'clock tonight on Pirate Radio. Morgan, how are you doing today? I am doing well, Cliff. How about yourself? Doing great. It has been an awesome week, Morgan, because a pirate win means uh, we have a happy fifth quarter. It means we have uh, some feel-good, positive programs throughout the week. And uh, what a difference a week makes as East Carolina uh, has that big fourth quarter, gets the win against Marshall. I know you were there, Morgan. And uh, what was that like to witness firsthand, that last seven and a half minutes? That was one of those things that almost seems like uh... – a surreal moment in, in, in life and in sports. If you're involved with it, with your child and, uh, you know, the fans were into it. And it's one of these things that has happened against these Carolina so many times over the years. It was kind of nice to get one of those wins in our corner. It was. And, uh, we talked to Holton Aylers in the players lounge. I'll say this about Holton. Uh, he is consistent in his tone and really his message no matter if East Carolina loses to South Carolina and Holden has a, a bad statistical day or if Holden Aylers has, you know, a touchdown passing, running, receiving, and they uh, have that big comeback win, he's pretty much the same the, the same guy. And I think that's important for a quarterback especially, but for any of these players. And, and I think that's one of the reasons they were able to get that win, Morgan. They believed and they kind of just uh, stayed consistent. They stayed uh, stayed into the game and were able to pull out that win. And I think uh, maybe the quarterback rubs off on uh, some of those guys in the locker room. You know, it's one of those things. I remember Steve Logan saying, you're never as high as the highest high. You're never as low as the lowest low. you got to try to keep that, that middle ground. And a lot of coaches over the years really have you know, worked that, that philosophy. And I think that's one of the keys you have to do. No matter how bad things can get, you, it's going to get better. And no matter how good things can get, it can get worse if you're not careful. If you let, you know, don't put the work in. And I know Mike Houston and the staff have been putting the work in over time. People might not, you know, there's a lot of uh, experts out there. I'll just say this: there's a lot of people that are experts in football. Some have never played. Some have never done anything but sit on their couch and watch it. But they're an expert. But they don't know if what the, the the time, the energy, the, the sacrifices these these players make not only during the season but during the summer when it's 105 degrees outside and they're outside for three hours you know trying to make a better product and i think last week it was so good to see them come back from that that deficit and come back and win that game and the 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 excitement after the game when their players were coming out of the the locker room and 
it was just a really cool deal, and hopefully they can take care of business tomorrow and uh, get ready for a big showdown against Tulane because I think it's uh, – I'm really hoping it's our time, Iron Nation. I really do believe that. And Morgan, I said earlier in the week, I can't remember if it was to Sneed and Harris or to the linebackers, Bivens and Smith, but uh, it, it was nice that the hard work pays off. I mean, like you said, they're working regardless – and if they lost that game to Marshall, they were going to have to come back and practice just like if they won that game against Marshall. So they're putting in the work. But for those guys, man, I I, I feel good for them knowing uh, that they know that the hard work does pay off with a W at the end of the day. Yeah, and again, you see these guys that come out with a smile on their face. Yeah, You know, the South Carolina game, it was a game that they, they, they could have won. The Appalachian State game was a game they could have won. Uh they could very well be sitting at three and zero right now. When you should look at some, if a few plays go our way, well, some plays early on in the game last week against Marshall didn't go our way. Yeah, the tip pass that, that went up in the air and a guy caught it, and ran twenty or thirty yards down the field. They had taken down for a touchdown. But look at what the defense did. You know, they they stopped. They had three turnovers on the goal line, two interceptions and a fumble. Um, the onside kick. It was a team effort last week, and every one of those guys to a man came out with a smile on their face and. That was really, really good to see. Morgan Ayler's joining us. Morgan Tyler Sneed had his biggest catch day, five of 2021. We know all about him. We know uh, what C.J. Johnson can do when he flashes and, and makes a big play. But Shane Calhoun stepping up for eight catches, over 100 yards and a touchdown. And then Audio Matosho, who's been around a while, Morgan, but, man, he made some big catches there uh, late in the game, kind of setting up Harris's final go-ahead touchdown. You had a, a couple guys step up there that aren't necessarily uh, your household name uh, for ECU fans yet. Well, when you think about it, uh, two years ago, Audio had a big game at SMU in Dallas. Yep. Uh, it came out. I think Audie gets into a – and you and I talked about this last week. They need to get into a rhythm. I think if you have only if you only get one or two pass attempts thrown your way, people tend to think too much. You doubt yourself. You question, oh, I need to catch it. Do I need to make a break? But when things really start getting into a rhythm and start churning out like uh, they did last week, especially in the fourth quarter, there's really no time to think. You just go out there and do. And, you know, uh, what, what, what's the old phrase? Uh, analyze, paralyze, or something like that. When you overanalyze something, you sort of tend to paralyze yourself. Yeah. And, you know, Shane Calhoun in the spring, you know, Holt was throwing him to a lot in a couple of the scrimmages this year. Drew to him a lot. He's a big body, got great hands, and he's like a basketball forward. He goes down there, he turns around on a five, six uh, defensive back, you know, he boxes him out. And he's, you know, that's what happened a couple of times. Made a couple of great catches. And uh, I think that, you know, I know that the coaches said they, they, this is their offense they like to run, and it's the same offense they've been running. Well, I think the proof's in the pudding when you only have, I think, one third down, you know, the last three drives, maybe. might have been none. Uh, but they got into that rhythm, and they just went up to the line of scrimmage, and they were making catches and having fun. And that's, it's so much fun to see when that happens. Morgan, the defense played well enough to get a win against South Carolina. Didn't go their way. They gave up a million yards against Marshall, but it uh, takes two to tango for a comeback at the end of the game. Defense pitches a shutout in the fourth quarter. Got a stop on uh, fourth down. A missed field goal by Marshall hurt them as well, but if, if we could just... That last seven and a half minutes, Morgan, it was like the SMU game from last year where both sides were clicking together and talking to Xavier and Bruce, you know, 
ECU's offense fired them up on the sidelines, and Holden and the offense will say the same thing. The defense there late in the game was firing them up. Uh, so it was great to see the team working as one there uh, in the fourth quarter. You know, there's, there's, it, it, it was fun to see. I mean, that sideline was jumping every time the Pirates scored, every time the Pirates had a three and out. Uh, the offense was right there to bring the defense out. When the field goal unit went in there and, you know, w- was kicking extra points and all that kind of thing, the whole team was there to bring them back in. And that's, that's what you got to have. you got to have some excitement on the sideline. It's so easy to get down and doubt yourself. And this team can play football. This team is a good football team. Now they do have to continue to learn to win. Hopefully that will happen tomorrow. But I think it's a process that we are so close to turning the corner here at East Carolina. And uh, I still go by my prediction early in the year. We're going to go to a bowl game. Prediction. And uh, prediction. That's what I'm talking about, prediction. <laughs> we got to get Mr. T on the phone. I know. I haven't heard from him in a while. We need to do that next week. Really miss Mr. T. Maybe we'll get him next week. But uh, no, you're right, Morgan. Maybe that was the spark uh, there in Huntington last week to get this thing going. Uh, Josh, thanks to Josh on Facebook Live. Paralysis of analysis was the uh, phrase we were looking for a moment ago. Paralysis analysis. What did I say? Paralyze, analyze. <laughs> you were all over it. Just you were around in the ballpark. Just well, it's still it's still like a rhyme any time. You know, I mean, oh, okay. People didn't know it. Morgan Aglers, the uh, host of the High School Huddle. You can hear that coming up at six o'clock tonight. Morgan, uh, we got some uh, area high school action. What games are you uh, looking forward to tonight? What are the games of the week? Uh, big game tonight is going to be J.H. Rose at South Central. That game uh, features two Pitt County teams that uh, have, have not necessarily struggled, but at times they have. Rose coming off an off week last week. They won the previous week. South Central won their first game in, in the Big Carolina Conference. So this is a big matchup. And you've got Washington-West Craven tonight. Another big matchup. That game will be played at uh, Widener Stadium in Washington. And it's uh, one of those things that, you know, a lot of both of those teams have struggled with some different situations. Then you've got uh, uh, Farmville Central is going to be traveling to Riverside. Aiden Griffin still fighting the, uh, the, the COVID bug. So there's a lot of great games. One of the big games in the southern part of the area, and I'm going to check in with uh, Brian North a little bit later, I know you did earlier, is the Jacksonville-Newburn game. That should be a really dynamic game, and hopefully – you know, the just a good night for football, cool weather. It's fall in the air maybe a little bit. And uh, just love some high school football. Morgan Ayler's joining us. Morgan, let's play cl- uh, Pick Clips Fantasy Quarterback for the week. Morgan, should I start? Jalen Hurts at Dallas on Monday Night Football. Uh, should I start Teddy Bridgewater against the New York Jets? Or do I go Baker Mayfield against the Bears? Hurts at the Cowboys. Teddy versus the Jets, Mayfield versus the Bears. Who do I start, Morgan? Uh, I think I'm going Mayfield. Baker against uh, – he's get, uh, got Beckham coming back. He'll probably try to hit him for a score. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll slot him into the lineup. Okay, now I've got a uh, fantasy quarterback for you. Do I stick <laughs> Josh Allen or do, do I switch over to Tom Brady? Now you're just bragging that you got those guys and I got crappy quarterbacks. Um, in the question. Washington's defense has not been all they've uh, been cracked up to be. Rams, Aaron Donald, and that defense. I tell you what, you got some pretty tough matchups there. But I would probably go Allen at home instead of Brady on the road. That would be my call. 
Okay, I'm going to switch it back over because I switched it to Brady. I'm, I'm still debating. I'm going to go with you. I'm going on your recommendation because you are the football guru. Oh, boy. This is going to turn out bad for me one way or the other. Morgan, appreciate it, man. We'll uh, hear from you coming up at 6. Thanks, bud. Appreciate it. All right, there is DJ Captain Morgan, Morgan Aylers, joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line. High School Huddle coming up tonight, 6 o'clock on Pirate Radio. So make sure you tune in to that. We'll take a time out. We will indeed talk to Brian North coming up next. He'll join us to talk pirate football. We'll look around the ACC, get his take on Wake Forest, Virginia coming up tonight. Uh, we'll talk a little Panthers, talk some high school and more with North. And at the end of that segment, we're going to make you a winner. So stay tuned. Got a big free beer Friday giveaway for you, courtesy of Bud Light. Throw in some Bushlight Apple as well. So that's on the way on Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, got damage? Damage from wood rot, smoke, or fire? or water you can consider it all fixed if you've got damage use a contractor that works for you and not your insurance company visit fixednc.com today or call 999-0001 that's three nines three zeros and a one fixed nc restore renew maintain now let's head back in to pirate radio live here's your host clip rock all right if you are planning on attending saturday's game and do not have a parking spot Got an idea for you. You can uh, park on the corner of Greenwood Boulevard and Elm Street. A 10-minute walk to the stadium. It is a uh, grass lot, porta potty on site, uh, and a $20 spot there for you. Uh, you can call 252-917-3501 and reserve a spot for the game or, or for the season. Uh, that is 252-917-3501. $20 parking, 10 minutes uh, from Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, Grass Lot, Porta John. Uh, you're all set to go. So uh, there you go. If you need a place to park, coming up on Saturday. And uh, if you need a place to uh, sit in your car and listen to the Bud Light pregame tailgate, which is coming up Saturday, 2 o'clock, right here on Pirate Radio, taking you up to the 6 o'clock kickoff. We'll plan to check in with Brian North around 5.30 tomorrow, and he joins us here today on pirate radio live to talk some football north how you doing on this friday we are surviving here we're uh, past the halfway point of the high school football regular season wow college football is now clicking along pretty good too yeah uh still getting uh, i guess the last of some of these non-conference matchups and then we'll dive into conference play in college football didn't realize i guess it makes sense that we're that far into the high school season brian and uh are they expanding the regular season, or do you have like a drop dead date to to play your regular season before the playoffs begin with all the the COVID stuff that's happened? So they shortened the regular season from twelve weeks to eleven. So now you play uh, ten games in eleven weeks, but they've expanded 
so they took away the subdivisions in the playoffs, but expanded the number of playoff teams and the, just the regular division. If that gotcha. makes any sense, I'm still learning it all myself. So they had an extra round of playoffs, basically. Um, they have not and made any sort of uh, plans for COVID delayed games. And so what you're going to start seeing now, we've been, we've been going through this craziness of, okay, let's just push it to another date. Let's change dancing partners, all this stuff. We're in a conference play now. You can't do that anymore. Right. If you have to postpone a game, you're going to have to play it on a Tuesday. And coaches hate playing two games uh, on a Tuesday or three games in, in an eight-day span. So uh, there's going to be a little more pressure to get these games in on Friday night as we get into conference play now. Got Morgan Aylers coming up 6 o'clock on the high school huddle. Brian, what is uh, your favorite matchup or two you're looking forward to tonight on the high school slate? Yeah, Jacksonville is hosting Newburn Battle of Undefeated. And I just – Jacksonville just matches up with Newburn a little bit better. Newburn hasn't seen a quarterback uh, like they have in uh, in Josh Benton, and so I think that it's, it's going to be a real good test for the Bears. And look, a real good test for Jacksonville, who has to turn right around and then play J.H. Uh, Rose Tuesday night. Rose and South Central is always an interesting matchup. You talk to the Rose coaches, and they'll tell you this has been a Jekyll and Hyde team, uh, but they may be starting to figure some things out. But South Central always gives them fit, so we're curious about that one. And Kinston, undefeated Kinston, travels to East Duplin. Those schools are located 30 miles apart, but never in their history. And they've both been around 50 years now. They have never played each other in a regular season game, never scheduled each other in a regular season game. They've only played once in the playoffs. That was 2009, and that was Battle Holly's last year as the head coach at Kinston. Now he's at East Duplin, and they're both really good. They're now in the same conference. And so that's just one of those intriguing matchups. Then you've got things like West Craven, Washington, West Craven is offensively challenged. Washington's defense is defensively challenged, so something's going to have to give there. And on the opposite side, they're both pretty good. Swansboro Southside is one of those interesting matchups that was created because of COVID. Same thing with Farmville and Riverside. So definitely some interesting matchups tonight. Brian North setting the scene for a fun Friday night of high school football, college football going on as well, including games uh, involving teams from the state. Middle Tennessee will be at Charlotte at 6.30. Interesting one, 7 o'clock in Charlottesville, Brian. Wake Forest is 3-0, and took care of business at home against Florida State. They are underdogs on the road at Virginia 2-1 and one, coming off the loss to North Carolina. That should be a fun one tonight. Total is sitting at around 70, Brian, so they're expecting uh, yeah. some fireworks in that game, and uh, that should be a good one tonight. So it's funny how no one pays attention to Wake Forest. They yeah. sit there and do their thing, and they have all these starters back. They've got the quarterback back, and that's the reason I picked them in a game like this because they have an experienced quarterback where UVA doesn't. And so I think they can go on the road. Now, look, they haven't been on the road very much, but uh, this is a different deal, but they score a lot of points. They're a fun team to watch. It's just no one seems to want to watch them because they haven't been that sexy name brand in the past. Even when they were good under Jim Grobe, they were defense-oriented, and they would occasionally have some some highlights. But this is a team that puts up a lot of offensive numbers now. So uh, I'm thinking Wake Forest in this game. I wouldn't be surprised if UVA wins at home because Wake hasn't really had a good road game yet. But uh, I think this is one of those teams that I, I don't know why people keep sleeping on, but I think Wake Forest is a legit team. I like that North's making picks now instead of me, so he can be the dummy, and uh, and I can you know <laughs> keep my mouth shut. Uh, I missed on that Duke one last week. I did hit. Uh, I, I liked the Panthers a lot last week, although I had the Texans plus the points last night. So I am. Uh, what do I know? I'm about 500 lifetime, probably less than that. Brian, uh, when the bookie gets his cut, you know, then you're a little under five. Exactly. And uh, speaking of winners, a lot of people like NC State tomorrow, plus the points against Clemson. This is in Carter-Finley Stadium. And Clemson, 
whatever it is, Brian, they, they just don't look right. They don't look like Clemson. They don't look like Dabo's Clemson anyway. Yeah, right. But fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on all of us, or whatever that saying is. Eight times in a row, Clemson has beaten NC State. Fifteen of sixteen times they've beaten NC State, and every year we're like, "Oh, we didn't get to <laughs> year they do it, and they don't do it." And what's the old adage? What wins championships? Defense, Brian. Yeah, and what's Clemson got a really good thing? They got a really good defense. Yeah. So until NC State can show me, you know, I'm I like the Missouri State. Show me, uh, <laughs> you know, I I want. I still have to go with Clemson, but you're right. Their, their offense isn't right there. But I've said all season, get Clemson early because they're going to figure this out at some point. I think they're going to be dangerous at the end of the year. So you better get them early. But one of these weeks, that offense is going to click. But until then, they've got that defense to keep them and, and win games for them. Brian, we'll shoot you a phone call Saturday during uh, feeding time uh, at the zoo, as you like to call it, to late in our Bud Light pregame tailgate show, getting folks ready for a 6 o'clock kickoff. We'll be on the air at 2 o'clock, and we'll be previewing East Carolina and Charleston Southern. And, Brian, um, did you give up on that ECU game last week? I've been asking everybody all week. At what point did you say this one's over? No, the only reason I gave up is because I fell asleep. <laughs> all of a sudden, I had the phone in my hand trying to watch it on Facebook, and, you know, I I go to bed early now, but I, I was watching it, fell asleep, and then all of a sudden I heard the announcers, oh, a whole mailer's touchdown. So I woke up, and I watched the end of it, and I just, I wasn't sure. The onside kick was the key. I wasn't oh, yeah. sure they were going to have enough time, but that onside kick was executed beautifully, and he's sitting there. And it seemed like the ball, ball was rolling for five minutes. I'm like, why isn't the Marshall guy jumping on it? I mean, it's, it's just rolling there. And then, you know, so that was a brilliant play that worked out in their favor, and that was the key to them getting the win. So I don't know if I ever gave up. But they certainly didn't look good for the first three quarters, like it, it was they were setting them up rope dope style or something. But that's the type of win. Sometimes you got to be lucky, more lucky than good, to get that first win and get things rolling. I kind of felt that that's what that game was for them—a huge boost to what they're trying to do. Yeah, and it, the fans needed it. East Carolina needed it for fans to stay engaged. I think in this season, there, yeah. a lot of people had a bad experience at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium a couple weeks ago. If you start zero and three. A lot of those people may not be returning. Well, now you're going to get some of those fans back. You're going to get some new fans interested after a win like that. And you can now, you know, take care of business tomorrow. Sets up a really big conference opener against Tulane at home. A good 3.30 kickoff time. So you just hope that thing uh, is, you know, snowballs. Goes down that hill, gets bigger, Brian. We need to make that win turn into two or three, a little win streak instead of just a blip on the radar. Not only winning, but how you win because it created a buzz, right? I mean, if it's just been a win, okay, highlights, whatever. But yeah. start hearing largest comeback in fourth quarter at 30 years. And, and so a lot of those things generated that extra buzz that that program really needs right now. I think the coaching staff and the players were still bought in, and even if they'd lost, right. I don't think that would have changed much. But I think you hit the nail on the head saying it's the fan base right now. They needed proof. They've been through the John Thompsons and the Scotty Montgomerys. They needed to see in a third year. Uh, some results. And and Mike Houston said the same thing when I interviewed him this summer. We had a nice sit-down talk, and he said, look, everything's in place. We just need to have more points than the other team at the end of the day to get people around the program to start supporting us. And now we'll see if it jump starts. Look, they'll they'll beat Charleston Southern. I think we all can figure that out, although there's some cool subplots in the game that I'm interested in with local players. But, yeah, then you get that big one with Tulane, and that's – remember in the old days, Tulane was an automatic win, and now that's not necessarily the case. So – uh, that's where you got to re- restart, regenerate this whole thing, and get more of that confidence. This really feels like, you know, a, a, the Skip Holtz rebuild where he took over for John Thompson, and by year three they were competing. But it took a while 
to get some of those wins in and compete for that conference championship. Brian North joining us on the Fixed NC Live line as East Carolina set to take on Charleston Southern on Saturday. We'll be with you 2 o'clock on the Bud Light pregame tailgate, getting you ready for action. Brian, Panthers are 3-0. and but they lose Christian McCaffrey and J.C. Horn last night. McCaffrey, Ian Rappaport uh, saying earlier today, going to miss a few weeks. Uh, Horn could be uh, a lot longer than that. But yeah. Panthers go 3-0. and You're 3-0 and no matter who you play on the schedule. They have not played any world beaters as of yet, but won a big division game against the Saints. But it's like, you know, is that win worth it uh, when you lose those guys? Because uh, they got some tough opponents coming up and going to be without their best player in those games. To make the playoffs, you got to have wins. And so you take it and injuries do happen. It just, I don't know if you could have taken away two more valuable guys from each side of the ball. I mean, the offense completely changed with Christian McCaffrey out there. He's so valuable in everything that he can do in the matchups he creates. And you can see it. The offense changed. Now, I thought Sam Darnold looked a, a lot better really moving out of the pocket and creating some things. But a lot of that's predicated on, on the running game and Christian McCaffrey. So, strain hamstring doesn't seem like he'll be out as long. But sometimes you worry those things never quite get right throughout a season. Yeah. So, uh, there's that, and, and you know, they'll adjust. Defensively, losing J.C. Horn I think is huge. Even though he's a rookie, I just think he was he was allowing them to do some things defensively I don't know if they're going to be able to do now, and does that change? People are going – other teams are going to catch up to that defense and, and figure out ways, but then you've got to be able to adjust. I mean, you can have a lockdown corner on one side of the field that allows you to do some things that uh, you can't do otherwise. So I think that's a big one, and he's going to be out at least a couple of months, a uh, couple broken bones. I mean, it could be an almost season-ending deal if uh, they got to put plates in, and it's going to take a while for him to come back. I'll give uh, I'll give Joe Brady, Sam Darnold, and the offense a lot of credit last night, Brian, for moving the football. Now I know it was against the Texans, but short week, McCaffrey is so important to your offense. He goes down. Panthers were still able to go up and down the field. Now, no. now that a defense has a week to prepare for the Panthers without McCaffrey. That might change. It probably will. But credit to them last night because he has been a guy that has been just soaking up so many touch touches, so much attention that uh, I thought they did a good job once he left. A lot of it was, hey, just throw it to DJ Moore. Uh, that seemed to work last night. Right. And and there's subtle little things you watch. And I, I they're doing kind of what I thought they would this season with slowly working Sam in, not asking him to do much because they had McCaffrey and were giving him such a workload of 30 touches a game. But now they're starting to – allow Sam to get out of the pocket more, which if you remember back in his USC days, he's much better. It seems like out of the pocket, on the run, his ability to throw on the run, he's very accurate running and throwing. We're in the pocket. I think he's just got that whip dog syndrome of just getting crushed. You know, it's three years with a jet. Right. It's been brilliant to get him out of the pocket, let him move and find guys. And he's been pretty accurate. He still makes some of those decisions that make you scratch your head. He's, he's that guy that occasionally will do something. You're like, oh, what was that? But, I like what they're doing with him. Now they're going to have to start relying on him a little bit more. But let's face it, they're facing the Cowboys next. So, I mean, what's what's the worry there? Oh, wow. Okay. Shots <laughs> fired. I like it. Brian, uh, we'll let you run. I, I I do believe, and you didn't really bring it up much yourself. I was kind of shocked. Uh, Charleston Southern, have you looked at their roster? Don't they have some uh, some Eastern North Carolina guys on the, yeah. the squad? Yeah, no, and there's some great storylines there. Obviously, there's the, the Mims brothers. C.J. Mims, a West Craven senior, is committed to play for ECU. Well, his older brother, Chandre, who had a great career at West Craven, is the school's all-time third, uh, third all-time sack leader and has the single-season record. And I have video of him sacking Holt Nailers when D.H. Connolly played West Craven a couple of years ago. 
So that brought back some memories. So that's one of the cool storylines there. And then maybe even better is that you're going to have uh, Charleston Southern's second leading receiver is a kid named Demetrius Jones. And he played at Northside Jacksonville, as did his best friend, Jaira Wilson, who plays safety for ECU. So hmm. I'm expecting them to actually physically collide <laughs> a couple times tomorrow, which I always like the game within the game. Yeah. Teammates, then one tackles the other, what do they do? I mean, I've got a history of, I can remember when Dakota Marshall was playing for ECU and his best friend Kendrick Burney was playing for UNC. And oh, yeah. Special teams. And that got into a fight on the field for <laughs> punt return that was awesome. And I don't know if they've ever gotten over that. And then there was another game where a couple of Havelock kids uh, ran into each other. And they just laughed and laughed about it. And so I, those are the little things I look forward to. And you've got Ben Harris, who's uh, a J.H. Rose product, waiting for him to kind of come out of his shell for college. Uh, for, for Charleston Southern. And then there's another kid who plays offensive line from West Craven, uh, the Crump kid. So certainly some interesting little games within the game that most people wouldn't pay attention to Charleston Southern. I'll be watching those games within the game tomorrow. Good stuff. I knew you could break that down, Brian, which is why I brought it up. And uh, I got, I need to remember to ask Dakota about that. We get him on the show from time to time. Good old country boy. We'll, uh, we'll tell him tell that story uh, with Dakota yeah. next time we get him on. He's on tomorrow. Yeah, talking about teammates playing each other. I I, I remember it, uh, you know, because they'd always joke, and then all of a sudden it was just this punt return, and there was a little extra pushing, then face mask grabbing, and that's a full <laughs> wrestling match. And they were mad, and I think Dakota was more mad than Kendrick after the game about it because UNC won the right. game. But it was, yeah, that was one of those. I've never asked if they've actually ever gotten over that little interesting had in the field. But they were the best of friends at Southwest Onslow. I'll bring up that nugget uh, next time we chat with them. Brian, thanks for the talk here on a Friday. Have a fantastic weekend uh work hard tonight hopefully uh you get to relax tomorrow watching football what you got going on tomorrow yeah well you know we're air show we're, we're heavy to the air show this weekend it'll be okay. sunday but tomorrow is definitely a family football day and uh looking forward to i've been, been dealing with the daycare crud going through the family ah. it's been my turn this week so we'll see how that all works out tomorrow if i finally get some sleep 10-4 hope you do thank you brian see you man all right see you clippy that is Brian North joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line. Great high school, college, NFL football weekend on tap. You can hear more Brian North coming up at 6 o'clock on the High School Huddle with Morgan Aylers and more Brian North Saturday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. We'll give them Sunday off. How about that? All right. As we go to timeout, let's make somebody a winner on a free beer Friday. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty. Everywhere. All right, call in 317-1250. We have a 15-pack of 16-ounce aluminum bottle Bud Light. We got a 12-pack of the limited edition Bush Light Apple. Domino's Pizza will throw in some koozies, shirt. Great Friday giveaway here on Pirate Radio Live. Shirley, what color do we want? I'm looking for caller number 12. That is 21 and over. 21 and over. Caller 12, 317-1250. We'll have our winner and our Bud Light ECU report with some comments from Donnie Kirkpatrick and Blake Harrell when we return after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. And congratulations to Tyler Harrison of Greenville, our big winner on our Free Beer Friday. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. I really like this uh, generic free play tune, Charlie. That's a good one. Yeah, you know me. I like my old my old school eighties kind of 80s. vibe. Yeah, yeah. I like, I like the vibe though. Yeah, like a lot. Uh, Big Dog got a free ticket to Donnie Kirkpatrick's stand up uh, routine this week. I did, and uh, I enjoyed every week. It's probably my the favorite fifteen minutes of my week every week. He was feeling good, and uh, Shirley, let's hear more. Uh, we played some yesterday uh, as part of our Bud Light ECU report. This is part three, Shirley. I believe yeah. this is the one where he cussed and we had to beat him. He almost it out. went 16 minutes this week. He was, oh, yeah. in, he was in long form. He was feeling we it. We could have made the Netflix special this week. Even <laughs> uh, even dropped an S bomb. So I hope I bleeped it out. We'll see. Let's play the clip right now. He was alluded to Shane earlier, and uh, I talked to Mike about this earlier. The use of the tight end seems to open up a lot of stuff. And, you know, well, Shane played great, and, and we always know Shane can. Well, it's a game of matchups. So early in the game, we ran the same plays that Shane ended up catching the ball on. And he wasn't in, though, because there's a rotation. You know, especially early in the game, you just kind of burn them out because they can't play 80 plays. We end up playing 90-some, so it's a good thing we were subbing early. And the one guy just did not run the route right. And at halftime, we're back in there drawing it up saying, if you'll just release outside, you're so much bigger than the guy covering you He's going to throw you a back shoulder throw, and you're going to – and so Shane makes like two or three. It's the same play. He was just doing it right, Houghton was just making a great throw, and he was catching the ball. Well, because he does that, now Houghton starts looking for him. I mean, you can say you're not, you're making the reads, but all of a sudden that guy looks more open because you believe in him. You know what I'm saying? He's the same amount of one yard open maybe that he was before, and you're saying he's not open. But now once you say that guy's going to catch that ball, you start throwing, and you throw it with more confidence, I think, and Shane had a huge day. You know, there was a throw in there where really the safety broke on it, and he still threw it to Shane, and that's why I was like, okay, now you can't throw it to Shane every time, you know what I'm saying, because he wasn't really open. The guy tipped it, Shane caught it, and I thought, well, <laughs> what I know? Should throw it to him every time? Maybe you should throw it to him. There was a moment there when you were down 17. Uh, Holton said he came to the sideline and got pissed off. Did you speak to him in that yeah. moment? Yeah, you, I probably got—I was probably pissed before he was pissed, I guess. <laughs> so I might have—I might have said a few things to him. That's a side of Holton because he's such a great teammate and he's such a good person that he does struggle with. In that, at times, he has to be more like a coach, and he's got to say, "Get your head out of your whatever, and let's get going here." You know what I'm saying? And, and he doesn't like to do that. He likes to take the blame himself. And say, well, I could have done this. I could have thrown here. You know, I could have put it a little more behind you. And and there's a time where you got to say, no, you got to run quicker. You got to put your foot in the ground. You got to run a better route. You got to go get open. You're under one-on-one coverage. And I think he finally kind of got them together and said, this is, you know, one of those situations. A couple people, and I don't know that he. I don't know what individual, but I know a couple of them really started playing. The running backs thus far, you guys have pretty much evenly distributed uh, with 
Rajay. Yeah. Are you happy with that? And also, do you want to get other backs involved? Well, it's hard to take one of you know those two out. You know what I'm saying? We've been fortunate that they've they've hung in there. Yeah, I, I really do. I wish we could get guys in there more. I wish we could play a lot more guys because. You know, anybody that practices hard and does what they're supposed to do deserves to get to go play. But it's a win game. You know what I'm saying? It's a win game. You know, so you've got to go win. You've got to make that decision. Uh, you know, how do you take those guys out? I, I like that we're getting them the ball somewhat evenly, you know, whatever. Uh, I really wish we were getting it to them more. You know what I'm saying? I really wish they were getting more because they, they make, make good plays when they get it. You know what I'm saying? I wish we were getting it to them a little bit more. Uh, Pop's getting closer. Pops had a really good week of practice. Not always, there's not a guarantee, but that usually means something's good's getting ready to happen. All right, how about a uh, Pop McKay sighting? How about a Mason Garcia run, stubble field, backup lineman? We need one of those games where we can get some of these guys uh, who have been playing every play in 2021, a breather coming up on Saturday, uh, get a lead. Get them out of the game and uh, and pick up a win on Saturday. Josh on uh, Facebook Live says 38-21 Pirates. I think I said earlier 38-14-ish. Like, uh, I don't know. If I had to take a side, I'd probably take Charleston Southern plus the 27 and a half. But uh, I don't know. I'd like to see an offensive explosion like everyone would from these Pirates coming up on Saturday uh let's hear from blake harrell shirley Rhodes. let's hear blake harrell part one as he talked to the media on a wednesday i asked coach houston but to, to win and you give up i guess 647 yards i guess you, that kind of covers up the the winning aspect uh covers up your side you just take it either way i guess you're excited to win and that that's probably number one thing you take away from that and you enjoy it because win, wins are hard to come by and, and you and anytime you're going to win how whatever it takes however it comes you enjoy that. And, uh, you know, there's some positive we can take away from it. And last stop of the game, three turnovers, and a lot of things happen through the game that we can take a positive away from the game. But there's always things, whether you play good or bad, that you're going to go back and say, how can we get better? And there's a lot of things in that game we can take back and say, hey, you know, our tackling's got to be better. This has got to be better. We've got to execute here. So, um, and then those will stop a lot of those problems and it won't be a close game coming down the fourth quarter type of situation. So, yes, enjoy the win and enjoy those situations where you, where you can celebrate it. But at the same time, uh, you got to get back to, to work and, and back to making corrections and getting back to playing defense the way we want to play defense. So, um, you know, that's, that's what we got to get back to. And, and kids have been doing a good job of that in practice week, week, focusing on, you know, our tackling, focusing back on our fundamentals, focus back on getting downhill in the run game and, and Get, get it soft in the backfield before it gets going. So, uh, doing a good job of those those things, and um, you know that's what it is. Kind of going on that, Juan gets the interception, he had fumble recovery. It's, it's crazy to think he's only a, a sophomore. It seems like he's just a leader, and he's been there four or five years. I mean, just it's, what's his impact been every single week? He's kind of doing it. Yeah, eligibility-wise, he he might be a sophomore. Uh, Jaquan might be, but. Uh, in our locker room, he is an older guy. You know, he's a third-year player, been here a while, played a lot of football, a lot of snaps. And uh, on, the, on game day, he always sees, seems to be around the football and, and come up with a pick and come up with a big play when we need it. And he continues to do that. And just his leadership in that corners room and our defense and on our team has been outstanding. So excited about him and excited about the football moving forward for him. Well, can you just talk about 
Yeah, Sue, Sue Rad's doing a good job, and I think we've been saying this for, you know, almost a year now that those younger kids keep coming along, keep coming along, getting better every day, and, and Sue Rad's one of those that has pushed through camp and really made a, a separation the last couple of weeks, and, um, you know, he just plays with grit and, and just a little bit of an attitude in there that you need from a D tackle and, and playing really low pad level and leverage and knocking guys back, and I think we spoke about that last week. So just, you know, and he'll continue to do those things and continue to get better, and he's got to show up a little bit more uh, this week. Uh, than he did last week, but just really proud of, of the efforts he's making and, and just kind of continue to get better every week. What about Charleston Southern gives you um, cause for concern offensively? Well, Char Charleston Southern, very familiar with. Uh, played them, uh, you know, I think four or five times throughout my career. A um, couple times at the Citadel, a couple times at Kennesaw State. Some of these same kids that are on their roster were there. Um, the quarterback, Jack, recruited him out of high school, so very familiar with him. Um, and their program. So, and they're a very good program. The quarterback, he's very dynamic. He'll get it scrambling out of the pocket, and it turns into scramble drill, and you turn somebody loose down the field. Uh, we made that mistake last week early in the game, and we got to continue to make sure we, you know, plaster our guys in the secondary, and then we have eyes on the quarterback and get ready to trigger for him and get him on the ground and, and doing a good job. And he's, he's really good at that, and he has been for years and done a nice job. Uh, they'll spread you out. They are an uh, air raid spread offense. Um, but they're very balanced. I mean, they got 150 yards rushing, 250 a pass in the game right now. So, uh, very good offense, and it's about 50 50 in what they want to do on first and second down. So, uh, we certainly got a work cut out for us. It doesn't matter, um, you know, what level of football they are. They're a good football team, and, and they're going to bring their A game. And, and they got several receivers from here in North Carolina, local kids from Jakes Rose, Jacksonville, and uh, High Point Central there, or the uh, High Point area. So, I'm sure they're going to be playing their best ball. So, we got to be ready, and we got to go out and take care of us and do the things that we need to do to execute. you got to be happy with the effort on turnovers in the Marshall game. There was three you could have had six. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's three you could have had six. Uh, that's so what I, Coach said. Yeah, that's what Coach said. Uh, yeah, so. Yeah, there, there's one, you know, we had three, and you're always excited about that. That's our goal, get three every week, and I think we've done that last couple of weeks. And uh, we need to keep pushing forward for that, and it's always a conscientious effort in our practice whether it's pre-practice, during practice, you know, ball drills, punching the ball out, our little thing out here in the hallway that we punch at and slap at and just break it out. So we're always conscious of that. But, you know, a couple more there would have been nice. Um, I think one of those on the last drive we ended up getting in the last drive. So I'm not sure we could have got six. But, <laughs> but yes, you know, we, we got to keep working at it. And, and that's, those can be the difference. And I think you, you pointed out college football has changed. And I think Coach Houston said something about it earlier in the week. You know, uh, the days of – a holding with 300 yards and, and uh, 15 points, it, it may be gone. And as a defensive coach, that's hard to swallow sometimes. That takes a lot of pride out of you because you don't want to give up the 600-yard day. You don't want to give up the 400-yard day. Uh, but if you can get turnovers, get stops in the red zone, get the ball back to your offense, put them in scoring situations, um, and get off the field on third down, then I think you give yourself a chance to win the ball game, especially when your offense is moving the ball like our, ours was the other night and scoring points like ours was the other night. So that will give us a chance to win. All right, there is Blake Harrell in uh, the ever-changing world of college football. East Carolina gave up all those yards, gave up points, but when it mattered in the fourth quarter, was able to get some key stops and uh, come away with that victory. We will take a timeout, come back, and wrap it up on a Friday for you. One last look at the uh, Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard, and we'll uh, set you off into your weekend. We will wrap it up when we return after this. Thank you.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your stock market report. The Dow was up at 33 points and closed out the week. At 34,798, the NASDAQ was down four at 15,047, and the S&P was up six at 4,455. And that is a look at your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Quick look at your Buck scoreboard. A couple of uh, college football games tonight. Virginia hosts Wake Forest at 7 o'clock. Liberty is at Syracuse at 8. And number 22, Fresno State will host UNLV at 10 o'clock. That is your Buck scoreboard. Brought to you by the Buccaneer Music Hall. It's your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates in eastern North Carolina. They are open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night. And during football season, they have food trucks during the day. Follow the Buck on Facebook and Instagram for updated schedules. And we'll see you at the Buck. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff Brock. The Buck. We are just one week away now. Next weekend will be the last of the MLB regular season. So... Huge series going on this weekend, including Padres Braves, uh, the Red Sox and Yankees tonight at 7 o'clock. So uh, we got baseball along with football, some big games coming up this weekend. We'll keep you up to date on what's going on tomorrow during the Bud Light pregame tailgate on our Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Shirley, we will see you tomorrow. Yep. Big dog, same to you. Yep. Yep. We'll be here with you 2 o'clock on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Thanks for tuning in to Pirate Radio Live. We'll talk to you Saturday. High School Huddle coming up next right here on Pirate Radio. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.